Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luke Owen, D-A-D. I've nearly spilt my tea and I'm joined on this episode, not by Ollie Davis, mm. not by Chopper Pete Quinnell, no. not by Randy Andy Datsun, no. not by Denise Salcedo, no. but by Sullivan Bo Brown. Hello, everyone. Hello. Sullivan, how the devil are you? Oh, very well. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Oh. I'm back from a week off. Very nice, very nice. What did you do? Uh, I sleep trained my child. (laughs) (laughs) How do you sleep train a child? (laughs) Honestly, Sullivan, it was horrendous. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, my my child was not a good sleeper. Yeah, uh, to the point where so my mum was a midwife. Mm. Oh, well, she was in a you know when she was a working woman, Mm. Uh, and I was I was always told that I was a bad sleeper, mm. like a terrible sleeper. Mm. St- tales of woe that my parents would tell me about like how I wouldn't sleep. Yeah. And my mum came to stay with us and she was like, oh, she's not a good sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, you were never this bad. <laughs> oh my goodness. Which made me feel slightly better because I, at one point I was like, am I just bad at this? Yeah. Am I just like struggling for no reason? Yes, yeah, which I'm sure every parent feels when they first have a child. Yeah, but yeah. Um, as it turns out, my mother midwife was like, oh no, she's dreadful. Like, you, need, <laughs> you need to sort this out right proper now. <laughs> it's the kid that's the problem. <laughs> it's not you, you're fine. <laughs> Thanks, mum. <laughs> Uh, so we, I, I won't go through the whole process. Mm. We, had, we had to pay for a course oh my and got like one-to-one sort of like guidance and stuff from mm. a sleep training expert oh. because like, it's actually a bit of a controversial topic amongst mm. parents about yeah. like sort of like and mummy blogs and things like that about whether you should sleep train a child. Mm. And there are some people who think that it is cruel mm. and unnatural. Oh. And there are some people who are just like, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I want the baby to sleep. But like in more real terms, it's like babies can sleep. 
mm. on their own mm. because we all have the ability to do it they yeah. just need to be taught how to do so mm. um so we went through this whole like week they said it should take three to five days it mm -hmm. did it took mostly like all five of the days you mm -hmm. have to do all of her naps all of her sleeps yeah. but now she does sleep through the night oh, put her down at uh, we start bath time routine at seven she yep. goes to bed about half past seven and she'll sleep through till six. Oh, so the system does work. Yeah. That's the main thing. That's the main thing. Yeah. Right? It just meant that she cried a lot. Yeah. Which is why there are some, I mean, blogs that will tell you it's cruel. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. the kids cry yeah. a lot. Yes. So that was my week off work. Oh, <laughs> lovely. Yeah. I cancelled a holiday. <laughs> we were meant to go away, like, spend some time with our friends in mm. Dorset. Mm. And we basically just like, we can't go mm. because. Yeah, we yeah. need to sort the kid out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So that was my, and that was also my bank holiday weekend as well. So. <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, it wasn't wasn't the most fun week I've ever had in my life. No. But but anyway, but uh, Sullivan. So any of our people who haven't, uh, any listeners who haven't heard you, because mm. you you were on the. Uh, Elimination Chamber predictions? Yes, I was. And you were part of the Royal Rumble predictions as well. This yeah. is the first time you've done a review show with yeah. us. And an intro and outro as well. So yeah. why don't you tell our fine listenership who and what a Sullivan Bo Brown is? <laughs> so uh, I am uh, Sullivan. I, I've appeared on Neural's Bar. That's where I first started working uh, uh, with with everyone here from Russell Talk and everything. And uh, yeah, so I've, I've gone through the board game stuff. Uh, I'm an actor and comedian in my in my other life, and uh, and yeah, I've done a few Quizzle Manias. Usually, do very badly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we tag team once as the Lovely Boys. That we did great. indeed. Yes, nearly yeah. won as well. Yeah, that's the closest. <laughs> I mean, I, I've I've won the tag titles before, but yeah. I haven't come within an ass's raw since. <laughs> That's the closest I've come to winning in a while. Yeah, we did really well. Yeah, I was very proud of us. Yeah, I was um, too. Yeah, and I can't remember who won in the end. Was it Kayla? And it, did Stephen Larson? Stephen Larson oh, maybe won. Maybe so, yeah, Stephen Larson won. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's fair. That they're, ends. They're, they're they're great guys. They're great guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're they all deserve right, it. Yeah. They deserve it. Because you were on, you did a stream with them, didn't you? Did a uh, reaction stream to I, them? I did. Yeah. Was, Steve just messaged me randomly and went, "Hey, man, do you want to do a, a stream to watch?" I can't remember which AEW pay per view because it was ages ago now, but um, but yeah, it was it was great fun. We had a lovely time, uh, and I stayed up till ridiculous time. <laughs> <laughs> so tired, so tired. It's very tiring doing those live stream yeah. reactions because you were going to do Mania with us, yes, until until I got the COVID, until you got the big C, <laughs> I got the big not, C, not that big C, yes, no, the little C, the actually. little, the smaller C, yes, 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 and I was fine. Still, still a big C, oh yeah, but just a smaller, a smaller C, and I'm really glad uh, that I I got I got over it reasonably quickly. It was very few symptoms, but it was uh, yeah, it did bar me from coming into the studio and giving it to everyone else. Um, even though I did insist to you know to do that, and you were like, no, 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 we don't want you to do that. And so fine, I'll yeah. stay at home. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the No Rolls Bar studio. I think mm. the day after you'd messaged me. Was it the day after, or maybe not? I think I was on the way there, or I was mm. on the way back, and you'd messaged me, sent me a voice note to tell me that you weren't feeling well. Yeah. And I sent you a voice note back, and you could tell that I was walking because I was out of breath by the end of it. But I went to the No Rolls Bar studio because Adam had taken all of the lenses Great. there, and I needed one of them here to for me and Pete to film uh, my GM. Mm. And I saw um, Brooke, Bo uh, Brooke Bourgeois mm. there, and she was wearing her mask and stuff. And I was like, oh, Brooke. And I was, I was like, why are you wearing a mask? She's like, because Sullivan. And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> what an idiot. And then she was like, yeah, the big idiot. 
Oh, what a lovely girlfriend. What a lovely girlfriend I have. I mean, I don't think it was fair, mm. really. As a, It felt like a character assassination on you, because not only was it Brooke Bourgeois in the room, it was also Dom Allen. Yes. Oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. If you haven't watched any No Ross Bar content, please do. Then you, if you just see five seconds of Dom Allen, uh, you will have seen somebody who lampoons me almost every second of my life. Uh, uh, Ollie was talking about Dom on a recent mm. podcast because they, you know, you've, we've done a lot of stuff with Neroz Bard recently and lots yeah. of like uh, stuff down at drafts and whatnot while mm. I was away. And he said, he goes, you think that Dom's just playing a character whenever he's on the screen. Yeah. But no, he really is that evil. Yeah. <laughs> He really is. He really is. He really is. The whole, my whole life of knowing Dom, which is like a decade now, Mm. he he has always been that way. Even from, I think, the moment I met him, I met him at my drama school. I'd seen him in a play. And I was like, hey, man, I I saw you in this play uh, last year. And I, I thought you were amazing. And uh, and it was with this theatre company, Belt Up. I think you're a part of it. And he was like, I wasn't a part of Belt Up. I was Belt Up. (laughs) (laughs) That was the first thing he ever said to me. (laughs) All right. Okay. All right. Okay. That's that's great. (laughs) Nice to meet you too, man. At least we know who you are. Oh, brilliant. brilliant. Uh, Right, we're going to get into the main show now, and then we're going to be answering some of your emails in the outro portion of this podcast. But first, we're going to uh, review Raw, talking about Austin Theory winning the United States Championship, the youngest man to ever win the United States Mm. Championship in WWE, the youngest ever mid-card champion, Mm. uh, which is very interesting, right? Good for him. But what could possibly be next for him? Here is the show. Also, apologies, uh, and just to let people know uh, who have been commenting and asking, uh, the news is running slightly late today because mm-hmm. um, our regular editor was unavailable and one of our newer editors is working on it currently. Right. Um, I sent him a, a, an update at sort of like 12.30 because the news goes live at 1. Mm. And I was like, 12.30, he was like, uh, hey, now, any uh, update on the news? Mm. And about 12.57, he messaged me back being like, yeah, I've done the uh, the first portion of it. Um, when do you expect it to go live? <laughs> And I was like, oh, in, no. In, in about three minutes. <laughs> it was like, oh, no. Because <laughs> Niall usually does the Wednesday secondary news. Yeah. So it doesn't go live until like five o'clock. Oh, okay. So yeah. he was like, oh, I've got loads of time. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, 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 it's meant to go live. He was like, oh, no, no, dear. <laughs> So it will go live uh, as soon as it is ready. So please show Niall some love in the chat here today. But also when the news goes live, Mm. go and show Niall some love in the comments for that as well. Because Mm. he's a wonderful, wonderful chap and a great editor as well. Yeah. Lovely Niall. So lovely, lovely Niall. (laughs) Well, let's dive into this episode of Raw. Um, Mm. And we're kicking things off talking about Austin Theory. This felt like actually a pretty newsworthy episode yeah because you had the austin theory title win you yeah. had the rear ripley heel turn yeah and some stuff with cody and seth yeah some really like good sort of beats and things uh, along the way yeah but it feels like this austin theory now i've, I've got to stop doing this now because it's not his name anymore no. is it no it's just theory you <laughs> made the point in this earlier is that like it's an impossible name to google yeah <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous ridiculous one of the worst of all the i mean i suppose riddle as well matt riddle now he got riddle and theory what else are you gonna have after that it's <laughs> stupid although what a great tag team though riddle and theory riddle and theory 
just, just get Enigma in there, and then you got you got you got a great like stable. It sounds like a trio of Batman villains. <laughs> I think maybe just because I thought of the Riddler and stuff. But yes. yeah, we've got uh, Theory took on Finn Balor. Mm. Uh, I in the lead up to WrestleMania, I had made the bold prediction that Austin Theory had been he pinned Balor like twice. Yeah, and when we did the WrestleMania predictions. All the lads were picking Theory to beat Pat McAfee mm -hmm. because, in their words, he's a commentator. Yeah. And I was like, no, Pat's going to win. He's the celebrity. Yeah. But B, Austin Theory's just going to win the US title on the Raw after Mania. Mm -hmm. Now, I was slightly slightly off there yeah, because it, it took them two weeks. Yep. But he did win the US title. <laughs> so I'm, I'm talking it up as a victory to me. Absolutely, yes. But this felt like a really, this felt like a quite big deal for Theory. Mm. Um, a pretty big win over Finn Balor. I know he's beaten him a, a handful of times already, but it was also a really good match. Yeah, it, it was. It was a really good match. And uh, it's going to be interesting because, I, like, Theory is oh, he's such a great heel. Like, he's just, he's just, he's got one of those really punchable faces. Yeah, yeah. really punchable yeah. face. Yeah, and I really hope that whatever they do, whatever they do, they can kind of, they've got a lot of options here, but they, they shouldn't, make him face any time soon for like a year or two because because he's so good as a heel. It's the same thing with like Sammy Guevara. It feels like Sammy Guevara in that sense of like, you know, no, keep, never make this person a face. <laughs> <laughs> I think the AEW audience at the moment is just like, yeah, he's not working as a baby face. <laughs> no, no. Boo that man. Boo you. Boo you. Um, uh, so yeah, he's, uh, yeah, I think he, I know it was a great match. Really entertaining. Really, really fun. Yeah, yeah really, really good. And after the match, they had like a bunch of heels. This I feel slightly dampened. It's like because it was like a bunch of nobodies. Yeah, like Apollo Crews and uh, T Bar, and yeah. it's just like lifting him up. And I'm like, oh no, this is, I feel like you're dragging this man down now. Yeah, totally. But it's then because Vince came out. Yeah, and like, and there was like, oh wow, look, Vince McMahon's here. This yeah. felt like an actual like big star coming out to endorse him once again. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know why you bothered bringing out Commander Aziz to put him on his shoulders. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because why does Commander Aziz care? Why does he care? Why does he care about Austin Theory? He doesn't care. It's not like when a babyface wins and then you know all the faces come out. That's you know that's because they care about their fellow man. But heels, objectively, are meant to be selfish and awful. But they're not like yeah, we just love bad people. Yeah, our fellow baddie also won. So good on us. <laughs> a win for the bad guys. As long as bad guys win, that's all I care about. <laughs> As long as evil remains true. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But they could have just kept it to Vince and it would have been like perfect. I yeah. mean it, it didn't it didn't ruin the whole oh, thing no. for me by any means, but it was certainly like just weird. <laughs> I'm just gonna give a quick shout out here to Charles Berg, um, who has come up with the uh possible third member of the riddle theory uh, oh. faction, which is a uh, conclusion. Oh great, yes, very uh, good. And Steve Atkin, who has got a uh, conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> All of these are great. All of these are great, and they're all in. They're all part of this faction. <laughs> this, this enormous faction. But so as the question now comes with, I suppose it is a two-part question. Mm. I did sort of stumble over my words earlier when I said accidentally said Finn Balor. But mm. I think it is a good question of what is next for Finn Balor. Yeah. But like, let's stick with theory for the moment. Mm. Like, what do we do with Austin Theory next? Mm. Like, you know, he's now the US champion. This is the culmination of a six-month push for him. The start yeah. of the Survivor Series, built over through Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Mm. Is now concluded here with him winning the US title, the mm. youngest person in WWE history to ever win the belt. Mm. Um, but like, what do we do with him next? Yeah, it's a very, it's a very big question because ultimately, like, you know, can you can you trust Theory to be able to elevate that 
that that title to be like you know, one of the most important belts on the on the show because there's sometimes where those mid cards belts just feel like they're just being passed around and I think you need to keep him with that belt for some time and make that belt really important again on him for me that's what I would do yeah yeah I kind of hope actually because they've got the Vince backing like Vince loves him mm. there was a report just before WrestleMania that said that Vince doesn't see him as the next like john cena mm. he sees him as the next john lee john cena level star mm. so it's just like he is a guy that we can build the entire company around in like a few years time and wow. stuff you know like future movie star and this that, and the others so they got massive massive prospects for him mm. um but yeah like it's uh, so i think with the vince mcmahon backing we should see quite a lot of theory on tv which means that the u.s title gets featured on tv as well yeah. and i think particularly because roman has now got both belts mm. you do need to elevate one of your mid-card titles yeah so it feels like a prestigious belt because like if you've got theory holding this title now you can theory theoretically pardon the pun <laughs> have this as the top title on raw yeah totally absolutely yeah 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 it's actually a really good opportunity to start making this title really mean something on a meaningful level again it'd be nice yeah yeah because <laughs> you kind of want that to do when uh when lesnar had the title yeah. uh, like way 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 back when and he was a proper part-timer mm. and he went away for like months mm. and they were like okay well cena's now got the u.s title and him and rollins is going to face over the u.s title yeah and it made it feel like a massive deal. Yeah. So I'm kind of hoping that we got... I mean, I, I'm very curious to see what the chat's got about this, about what, um, what sort of faces we can have going up against him. Because mm. I think Raw is kind of lacking in mid-card baby faces currently. Mm. Mm. Particularly because I think Cody Rhodes is probably the biggest baby face that they have there outside of Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Apparently they are like the ranked number one and number two internally within WWE on the Raw brand. Yeah. But they feel... And this is kind of counterintuitive to what I was just saying earlier. Mm. A step above theory. Yes. So they 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 feel like the main event, whereas theory feels like he's part of this mid card. Mm. So unless you're going to use them to sort of elevate that, you know, Cody versus theory over the title. Yeah. It might be a good way to actually elevate both guys, both the guy and the belt. Yeah, and it'd probably be a really good match as well. I, th I think that's a a, a a really nice idea having Cody. I think I think. Bobby Lashley, he he is just such a he's such a heavyweight in every single way that uh, I don't know whether it would be a bit too early to put him against Theory, but Cody would be great. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard for Theory to sort of overcome that sort of Bobby match because the Bobby match is just like I squash you now. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> particularly when you're so small like Austin Theory. Like yeah. It. So exactly. I, I think Cody makes a lot more sense in that. Yeah. But also I think because Cody's got these aspirations of the WWE Championship or the Universal Championship, mm. it feels like he is almost looking past that as well yeah and i don't think that raw has got like a really good mid-card baby face no. that yeah. can go up against theory and have like a really good feud with mm. because you know pin balor over here yeah. it's like <laughs> just pin like just keep beating him like a bloody drum yeah <laughs> getting lo lost again mm. i mean when when he won the belt when he beat uh, damien priest for the title yeah. people really thought ah here we go yeah here comes the finn balor push yeah and it never happened. And I think there were the pessimistic ones of us that were just like, eh, it's probably not going to happen though, is it? Yeah. And unfortunately, the pessimism ended up being correct. Yeah. But like, where do you go with Balor from here? Yeah, because it, like he... He he could easily be on the at the high at the highest end of the card. He's easily got the talent, he's got the oh, charisma. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's very frustrating seeing him 
uh, you know, lose again, and it's just uh, oh, it, it, yeah, he's such an underused uh, uh, star. Yeah, it, it's it's really unfortunate, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. It, it's, I, I feel really bad for mm. for Bala, and I know a lot of people are talking about like there was a, a graphic that was going around, you know, like Prince Devitt is all elite, and being like, oh, could you imagine? Yeah. But like, I don't want to just wish the man's job away. No. Like, so I, I think that's an awful, an awful position to to wish someone in. Mm. When um, Edge and Priest formed their little alliance mm. um, at WrestleMania, mm. I, I kind of I liked the idea of AJ and Finn teaming up. Yeah. So like, they're the team that goes up against Edge and Priest. Yeah, you know, two former Bullet Club leaders. Yeah, playing to the fact that I still think they've only actually had one match together in in WWE, which was that one back in TLC, which was all that last minute decision thing that they did, the scramble after everyone got ill. Mm. So, I I think that might be sort of a good use of him. I mm. think that actually that probably elevates Balor more yeah. than him having the US title. Yes, yeah, yeah, because that, that storyline's a lot more involved and a lot more... Yeah. Uh, I mean, because really, like, he, he puts on such good matches and it's such a shame that he is just, you know, his US title run... Is it really going to be remembered that much? Absolutely like, not. Like, I'll be amazed, like, come the end of the year, if anyone remembers that he was the US champion. Yeah. Like, when we do Big Fat Quizlemania of the Year, and it would be like, <laughs> US champions of this year, we're like, uh, Austin Theory, uh, oh my God, who was the other one? <laughs> Cause Absolutely. Because I'm, I'm looking at this, I'm, I'm looking at the Raw roster now. Yeah. Of, like, who could be a possible babyface to feud with Austin Theory that isn't um, Cody Rhodes? Yeah. And it's all, they're all heels. Yeah. Like, you know, Chad Gable is a heel. Mm -hmm. Cedric and Shelton are heels. Yep. Uh, Apollo Crews is a heel. Mm -hmm. um, the Miz is a heel. Yep. Amos is a heel. <laughs> uh, I mean, you got Ray and Dominic Mysterio, but they feel like way too low a card. Yep. Robert Roode, Dolph Ziggler are heels. Seth Rollins is a heel. T-Bar's a heel. Veer Mahan's a heel. Like, it's such a heel-heavy roster. Yeah, but I think this is a... You know, I, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, just... Uh, perhaps needlessly slam WWE, but it is a lot easier to build up heels than it is to build up faces. And I think this is possibly something that is just uh, indicative of like over the last few years, over quite a few years with WWE, they can't build up babyface stars in the way they once could. Yeah. Um, and you know they they some they sometimes do it. They sometimes hit onto onto some really good babyface stars, but it's just not on the same level. The only name that we've got there, I mean, people are saying Ezekiel. Uh, but Ezekiel's already involved in the world's greatest storyline, so <laughs> my absolute favourite bit from this whole raw, easily it. so. Like, um, really brilliant. The other name is Tommaso Ciampa. That people are saying, that, yeah. Like, and, you know, Ciampa made his main roster debut last week. He has mm -hmm. been on the main roster, you know, a couple of times in the last, you know, build up to Mania, but like yeah. officially was part of the Raw brand last week. Mm -hmm. Not featured on this show whatsoever. Yes. But the rumor is that Ciampa is also going heel mm. and is going to be part of Edge's faction. So it's like, so yeah, you, you do have a possible baby face there in Champa, but the yeah. current reported plans were he's also not going to be a baby face for very long and he's yeah. going to be going into heel and joining Edge. Yeah, no, that's, that's very frustrating that because that would be actually a really great match because also, you know, he is, he was always, you know, you know this NXT store boy. He's been he's so experienced. He's been NXT champion so many times. He's got that sort of champion feel, Champa. Um, and he'd be a great person for, for Theory to have to try and overcome. Also, yeah, because like, 
Because, you know, Theory is Vince's hand-picked boy. Mm. Champa is not. Champa's an indie guy. Like, he came yeah. from, you know, a completely different world to Austin Theory. And you can sort of tell the story of, like, I am not mm. Vince's hand-picked guy. Mm. I've had to fight my way to get into these sorts of positions. And there's a quite a nice story dynamic you can tell there between yeah. the two of them. Yeah, definitely. Maybe. I quite like that idea. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You know it's all about your balls. Manscaped, baby. You know it's time to shave your balls. Manscaped, baby. Manscaped is the name. Performance package is the game. Lawn Mower 4.0. Waterproof cordless steal the show. Great deal. 20% off your order from your friends. Here at Wrestle Talk, we love thee. Use the code WTTV. Free international shipping. You even get yourself two free gifts with the weed whacker for your nose. Because it's not just about your balls. Manscaped, baby. You know it's time to shave your balls. Treat yourself, baby. That's right, you can get 20% off your order and free international shipping at manscaped.com forward slash WTTV. That's 20% off your order, free international shipping, manscaped.com forward slash WTTV. 
Uh, but let's see what you thought about this in the Ultra Chats. Uh, get in your Ultra Chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Click the link in the video description down below or the one that's being posted by our wonderful moderating team. Get your thoughts in. Um, we did have one in from uh, Jack Nichols, um, who is a, a regular Ultra Chatter. We aren't going to read it, though. Mm -hmm. It's a bit... I, a bit close to the knuckle, I would say, <laughs> in terms okay. of, of comments. But it was about the person who won the championship and someone who was on commentary this week. People can draw their own conclusions. Right. I'm not going to read it. <laughs> okay. But thank you very much anyway, because we always appreciate you, Jack. Yeah. Uh, but Colby Dennis says, On paper right now, I feel like Theory is the front runner for the money in the bank. Maybe they can actually have him hold on to it for a while before the cash-in. Could really build him up well, fingers crossed. That's a really interesting idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I wonder whether the money in the bank is I, I really like that idea. If he hadn't just won the US title, um, then I would I would really love that idea. But I think with the with the money in the bank, I prefer to have somebody else have it for right now, because we're going to be probably building up to what, like Roman versus Rock at WrestleMania. That's the current like, yeah, that's, that's what they want to do. Yeah. yeah. So like if you're building up to that, Roman's not losing the title up until WrestleMania. And so then... Are you going to make him lose it to Austin Theory? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. But I think in the future, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I quite like, because he's the, the Vince guy. Yeah. And like with Vince still in his corner and stuff, like a mm. Vince McMahon backed Money in the Bank winner, I think it's, there's an interesting idea there. But I think you're right, because he's just won the US title. Like you don't also need Money in the Bank on top of that. Yeah. However, Austin Theory holding on to that briefcase for ages yeah waiting for that opportunity yeah. a real like seth rollins holding onto it edge holding onto it mm. for ages we haven't actually had that for a while yeah like a heel holding onto that briefcase for a long long time mm. um because i think the longest like otis had it and then he lost it to miss i guess miss had it for a while mm. but it never really felt like a big deal for him yeah. but i think yeah i think he, there's an interesting idea there Mm. Uh, Liam Leonard said this hurts because Finn Balor is one of my favorites but seeing how he's been treated since being called back up I find it hard to see that they can e what they can even do to redeem his character also is this the worst US title run in history jam that jam and we want more Andy please we all want more Andy what oh a, yeah what a lovely lad lovely um, yeah it's um <sighs> It's not been the world's greatest re-debut for, for Balor. No. Like, he no. came in, and it was like, oh, this is cool. Mm. You know, Finn Balor's back on the main roster after his stint in NXT, his second stint there. Mm -hmm. But it hasn't really amounted to a great deal. No. And yeah, I, I'm... Whether or not we can say that this is the worst US title run in history, that may just be a bit of recency bias, but it's not great. No, it wasn't a great one. I imagine there must be a worse one. There has to be. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, such a good point, Sullivan. There has to be one worse than this. <laughs> yeah, surely, surely, surely. Surely. There has to be one worse than this. Can we have um, people in the chat mm. find us a, uh, a US title run that was worse than Balor's? Yeah. There has to be one. Uh, yeah, it can't not be. It's been around for a long time, the US title. <laughs> for so long. <laughs> David Flair had this belt. Surely David Flair was worse with this belt than Finn Balor was. Uh, Gabriel Reyes says, Sully, hello, from No Rolls Barred Memes. Oh, brilliant. Oh, lovely, Gabriel. Uh, I was so shocked to hear that Theory was the youngest mid-card title holder, so I checked. He's only a year older than me. I'm 23. Good on him. I just wish they hadn't had him beat Finn in nearly every encounter to elevate him. Mm -hmm. Very true. Yeah, only 24. Bloody hell. That should be illegal to be 24. It's young, isn't it? It's too young. <laughs> Makes me very annoyed. I don't like it. 
Yeah, you're not much older, are you? No, I'm 30, so you know, I'm not much <laughs> older, but still, I'm very annoyed. I'm very annoyed. <laughs> still be annoyed at people in their mid-20s, yeah. the bastards. <laughs> Why don't you try bloody aging, me? <laughs> <laughs> be 30 already. <laughs> Come join us in our 30s. <laughs> At least if you're 31, then I can go, well, that's why I've not got Austin Theory's beautiful, rippling <laughs> body and his fantastic charisma and his immense talent. That's the only reason why he's got a year on me. <laughs> <laughs> this time next year. It's interesting, well, like someone made this point recently about Cody going back from, well, going from AEW to WWE. Mm. In AEW, he felt like a veteran. Yeah. Going to WWE, though, he's like one of the younger guys there because like yeah. so much of the role, like he's younger than Damian Priest, who like feels like a young guy. That's crazy. Isn't that weird? That's so weird. Because, yeah, you're absolutely right. He did feel like a veteran. And Damien Priest definitely feels like a young guy on the roster. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is so odd. Yeah. Uh, Team Hammerfist, long-time listener, first-time ultra-chat, finding able, uh, finally being able to watch live. Lovely to hear from you, Hammerfist. Mm. Um, in his selfie with Vince Theory, he looked like an anime monster about to descend on a Japanese village. <laughs> that high angle uh brett j rasmussen said hey sully's here give me more sully i feel so bad for finn it's frustrating to see him being pin balor something needs to change for him loved lord of the board the finals were amazing what did you think of the winner and the tournament overall well, good question for you because you were part of said tournament absolutely absolutely um, just in case people haven't seen the finals yeah we won't give away no. Uh, the the results mm. uh, because I gave away I, I didn't say give away no. the video had gone live yeah and I talked about a semi final results that's fine. people were very upset with me because <laughs> the video had only been live for about four hours <laughs> <laughs> I've I've just known for a while <laughs> who, who it was <laughs> I knew who the finals were for a while yeah um so yes uh, what did you make of the uh, the tournament overall oh it was great it was so much fun I mean uh, it, you know the the I think actually it was the perfect, like a beautiful story came together and the final is brilliant. It's one of the most dramatic games and I will say no more on the final, obviously, but like it is a very, very, very dramatic game and it comes right down to the wire, which is great. Um, yeah, I was so happy with the tournament. It looks amazing. Look oh. really, really good. You provided some excellent color. Well, well not, you very much. You. Oh, not me, but you know, but yeah, Brian did. <laughs> Brian, did <some> work. <laughs> Brian Children did. Brian Children and Judy Trotters. <laughs> Judy Tr- <laughs> When Rosie showed up in the office, and I was like, Rosie? Rosie? <laughs> oh, the amount of people that have commented on the things going like, is Rosie's makeup deliberate? <laughs> She's like, yes. Of course it is. <laughs> you think I'm insane? <laughs> oh. She's also got, and I've, I've said this to her face, my favourite thumbnail face I've ever seen in my life. Her like slow crying face thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see it, it makes me laugh. Oh, it's brilliant. Uh, Tails P said, um, you know how to stop theory? With the truth. Oh. Elevating our truth out of the uh, 24-7 title. Now, that'd be very good. That'd be very good. Oh, this is great. MJ Johnson, worst US champion, has to be Bret Hart when he beat The Miz, then vacated the title the following week. <laughs> Not a bad shout, Not actually. A bad shout. Because it was a bad match, a bad win. And it was like, don't want it. <laughs> Strange that, that the worst US title run was done by one of the best wrestlers of all time. <laughs> Just when he shouldn't have been wrestling. Yes, absolutely when he shouldn't have been wrestling. Uh, Zachary Jenkins, Raw was not mid last night. Let's go. But why are they beating my boy Finn like this? Maybe he should be like everyone else and just steal... <laughs> Maybe he should just steal Alexa's gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> Great. 
So, I'm yeah. sorry, Chris. Uh, <laughs> hi, Sully. Keep being amazing. Hashtag D-A-D. And Omar Jose, lastly for now, says, I genuinely hope Balor leaves. He deserves so much more than what he's gotten, especially as of late. That being said, and SRS's report about Kushida having left, I will gladly watch a match between Kushida and Balor if he did go. Great job, Andy. Yeah, I feel bad for Kushida in a way. Yeah. I mean, he he's left the company now. Mm. Yeah, he wasn't really being featured on TV much. Yeah. I don't think he was ever... Like, apparently the report from Sean was he was never factored in for any main roster call up oh, but then so he was just going to be stuck in the next forever and yeah. not featured on tv so it's a good job that he has gone mm. the reason why i feel bad for him is because the report is his contract expired and wwe just didn't offer him a new one <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they offer literally everyone a contract but like nah not you mate <laughs> it's kashida <laughs> <laughs> come on it's not like- it's someone who's like a like a talentless, it's a talentless hack. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's Kashida for pizza. pizza. On now. At least go. Do you want one? Yeah. Well, we can't give you any money at least, you know, or something like Lowball that. Lowball him a contract. Be like, well, he won't take it, and then, yep. but, you know, at least we've given him the option. Yeah. They'll be like, nah, we're, you're all right. <laughs> just, just don't show up for work the next day. <laughs> Poor lad. He'll be a lot happier outside of yes. WWE, I think. And yeah, the report is he's heading straight back to New Japan. Yeah. He'll be there by June. Great. Great. That's, yeah, that's great for all parties, I think. Uh, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about this episode of Raw in full, which really was, once again, just like Raw After Mania and last week, built around Cody Rhodes, mm. doing a big old push for him. Yep. Seth Rollins opened this show because he wanted to invite Cody Rhodes out for a chat, and then Rhodes got his big, massive entrance, yeah. pyro out the wazoo. Yeah. There was so much chat like before Cody went back about how would he be treated on the way back? Like, is he going to be an actual main eventer there? Or will he just be straight slot back into the mid card? Mm-hmm. Are, are you surprised at how they have really been pushing Cody Rhodes as this huge attraction? Mm. I, 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 you know, I, I actually, I, I'm not surprised. I am surprised, but I shouldn't have been. Like, <laughs> like, like Cody Rhodes is a huge deal. And it is amazing how this gimmick with Cody Rhodes fits perfectly with WWE. It's perfect. Yes, isn't it? It really works. He works so well on like with the WWE audience in that sort of like he he is just that he is a huge deal. And I, you know what? I'm really happy for him because it it wasn't working at all at AEW. It feels so refreshing because he's not doing anything different, no. really. Mm. But I think a new audience, new yep. surroundings, and everything. It's felt like a massive a new coat of paint mm. on him. Mm. And now he is getting those huge babyface reactions yeah. that he was getting at the start of his AEW run when he yeah. was doing basically the same deal. Yes. And so that's it's really nice to see. Yeah. yeah it's lovely to see Cody getting these reactions to the point where like. Rollins was trying to do his promo here mm. and Cody was essentially interrupting him not by doing anything <laughs> but posing to the crowd and the crowd would go nuts again yeah. <laughs> he didn't even do much of a pose no he'd just be like <laughs> come on <laughs> and that was it it was like oh yeah and it was great perfect that's exactly what you want you want your heel to be like to be furious with uh, with the faces uh, popularity amongst the fans and it was great I mean Rollins is 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 a really good heel and more and more I've realised that he's developed in, into this quite quite erratic character mm-hmm. <laughs> while he talks and the way he talks um, but yeah he reacted perfectly and it was um, yeah I think I think Cody does really well and I'm really I, I, I yeah I shouldn't have been surprised at 
how they've actually positioned him as a top guy. Because uh, I was fully expecting him to have to come out in polka dots as <laughs> polka dot stardust. And uh, I'm really glad that hasn't happened. <laughs> it hasn't. And like, they're even making references to the fact that not, they've never said AEW or mm-hmm. like, you know, I went. They have said you have gone other places. You've yeah. been gone for six years. But yeah. he said in his promo, I've been in management mm. for uh, very recently. Mm. So I kind of know how to do these sort of like back and forth meetings. You know, I talk about how great you are. You talk about how I am, this and the other. Mm. Um, and they have this moment when Rollins says, you beat me at Mania because I didn't know you were going to be my opponent. Yeah. I thought this was a really nice little wrinkle that I'm going to handpick an opponent for you tonight. Mm. So you have no preparation either. Yes. So that was a really nice touch for this feud. Yeah. Absolutely. It, 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 it set up a reason as to why, uh, it, it, A, it moved the feud along, but it also set up a reason as to why there had to be a match with Cody and tonight that meant something. Yes. And it was like, yeah, it's all about Rollins making a point that actually this isn't fair if you're if you're just surprising me. I have no way of preparing and you have all the advantages. It was yeah, really good, really nice. I am slightly sad that he is just feuding with Rollins again. Yes. Because, <laughs> like, you know, I, I get the backlashes. WrestleMania rematch. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, have I, I've already seen this. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like, you know, Absolutely. The three big matches that we've announced for Backlash are AJ versus Edge, mm-hmm. which I just saw, yep. with, with a definitive winner. Yep. Cody versus Rollins, which I just saw with a definitive winner. Yep. And Charlotte versus Ronda, which I just saw and I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think... I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see the reason why uh, a rematch is happening. Um, because also, like, ultimately, if you look at it from a booking perspective as well, like, you know, what are you going to get out of this? You're going to have either Rollins loses again. Well, that's not great for Rollins. I mean, like, Rollins would be fine because he's very talented. He's very good at, like, being able to keep his... He overcomes losses very easily. Yes, yeah. yes, definitely. But, like, it's not ideal, but that's probably what you sh- what you have to do. You can't have Rhodes losing this early on in, like, his, in his second pay-per-view match. Uh, since coming back that yeah i think i just don't really see the point it doesn't it doesn't advance roads any further yeah uh for the women's tag team titles this was supposed to take place last week but uh protocol mm. stopped that happening mm. not really sure what happened there no. <laughs> like <laughs> Rhea was just gone for one show because she was on smackdown how weird it's so weird <laughs> but she was here tonight uh, it was naomi and sasha banks versus Rhea ripley and Liv morgan mm-hmm. um uh, Ollie described this. Um, Ollie wrote some of my raw script for me today yeah. because Ollie's he's not feeling very well mm. again. Bless him, that's why he's not here today. Mm. And so he wrote up some of my script for me yeah. for for the raw coverage because he couldn't do the. He's like, my throat's gone, I can't do it. Yeah. But like, I'll write the script up and you can just adapt it, which is mm. what happened. Um, he described this as a really great fifteen minute match that they just did in five minutes. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Way too short. Way too short. Way but like, too short. it was like instant. The first thing that they did was Rhea Ripley hit a Riptide on Banks in into the barricade on the outside. I was like, oh, bloody hell. Okay, right. Well, this isn't going long, is it? <laughs> Absolutely. And it was really fun. It was like a really fun match. They just didn't have anywhere near enough time. Yeah, considering this was the only women's match on the card as well. Yeah. Not, not. it's a three-hour show. Yeah. Like, it's bad enough when Dynamite do it. It's bad when Dynamite does yeah. it. When you've got three hours, it's almost inexcusable. But I think this also highlights how much we miss Becky on TV. Yeah. Like, you know, the Raw Women's Championship has all of a sudden felt like so lower mid card because yeah. of the the Sonny Deville thing which we'll get to mm. um, like the match I thought this match is a bit sloppy in spots but mostly it was totally fine I think the reason it was sloppy in spots is because 
when you give them five minutes, they're like, Christmas Day, we've got a lot to fill into these five minutes. <laughs> go, 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 go. <laughs> Just do the match, finish it. All right, really great. Uh, and in the end, there was a pretty good near fall, actually, off the, the Riptides. Yep. Uh, the second one that uh, Rhea Ripley did in the ring. Mm. And which I thought was a, quite a nice story to tell in this, that Rhea did a lot of the dominating stuff in this few, in, in this match, rather. Mm. She was the one who did the Riptide on the outside, the Riptide in the ring to get the near fall. And, but then she was the one that got pinned in the end. She got pinned by Naomi and Banks in their double team move. Mm. And afterwards, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan argued. Yep. Liv Morgan went to leave. And Rhea Ripley attacked her and turned heel. Oh, Rhea, what are you doing? Breaking up another tag team. <laughs> <laughs> what hey. she does, I guess. <laughs> In fairness, Nikki broke up the previous tag team, but like yes, but... it just sort of I feel like it sucks for Rhea a little bit because yeah, she's literally, literally just done this storyline <laughs> with her other tag team partner. Yep. I mean, this time it's she's the one that's doing the turning. Mm. But also like we had this angle two weeks ago with Carmella beating up Queen Zelina after like they lost the tag team titles. Does why does losing the tag team titles make people turn evil? That's what I want to know. It's such a. <laughs> I guess I just have to be a baddie now. <laughs> One of us has to. <laughs> what are we going to do? Team again? <laughs> no, we've lost once, and that's it. It's over. <laughs> I for me, I thought this was a good angle. Yep. I thought the rear was really good. I yeah. think rear works much better as a heel anyway. Definitely. Uh, she's a very likable person. But I think she's much better a heel. Yeah. Um, and Liv Morgan's such a great baby face as yeah. well. I think a feud between those two, well, I mean, I say feud, they'll probably just have a couple of matches, but yeah. those will be quite good nonetheless. Yep. Um, the report is that Rhea also might be heading towards Edge's stable as well, which I think would be a great, great, be great, great fits for her. Really good. Um, yeah, I just, I just sort of feel bad because it doesn't feel like it really means anything no. and i also think they should have done this on the raw after mania yes definitely it was yeah this should have been a few of these matches should have been put into the raw after mania well, like it's so weird though because they, they did this match on the raw after mania mm. and and rhea and Liv lost yeah and then later on Liv was like oh we've got a title match next week i'm like <laughs> why though <laughs> like rhea was like i went to speak to adam pierce like we have a match he was like yeah cool <laughs> adam pierce and sonny are very bad at their jobs <laughs> Really, really bad. Very easy to convince. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm bad at my GM mode, but like, I'm nowhere near as bad as these guys. <laughs> so yeah, I, I kind of hope that we do get Rhea going into Edge's stable. Mm. I think that'd be a really, really nice fit for it. Kind of freshens Fantastic. that group up as well with yeah. a, a female dynamic in there. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. it's it's another storyline uh, for the women's division yeah. that's not based. However, I'm now looking at Naomi and Sasha Banks and thinking like. Oh, cool. Well, what do you do now? Because you have got no other teams to feud with, yeah. apart from, I guess, Naomi, uh, Natalia, and Baszler on SmackDown. But like, to who's who of who cares? Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's that's the big problem, and it's always been the problem with the women's tag division is that there isn't really one. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's the champions, and then they go, oh, "You're doing not much. <laughs> yeah. you do you want to be friends for two weeks? Yeah, you lose, and then one of you turns heel." <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> That's long-term booking right there. Uh, we then got our other women's segment uh, for the night, which was Sonya Deville in the ring to continue on from the angle that they did last week, where she uh, announced herself as the challenge, the next challenger for Bianca Belair, mm. which I think we all thought was going to happen at Backlash. Mm. And it's just happening next week instead. Very odd. I mean, I get it because it's in Bianca's hometown, but yeah, like, yeah. it just seems so weird. You were like, last week, it's Backlash. This week's yep. like, I, I don't know, because I, I didn't watch last week's show. Mm. So maybe we all just assumed it was Backlash, but like, WWE was like, well, we never said that. <laughs> oh, no, 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 we're not doing that. that that's your fault for misunderstanding what we're doing. <laughs> you idiot. You idiot. <laughs> but this was, 
I don't feel like this this angle really furthered the storyline no. much because no. it was Deville coming out and cutting her heel promo. Yep. And Belair coming out and cutting her babyface promo. Yep. And then she went to hit her with the KOD and Deville mm-hmm. said, "If you do this, you'll get fined." Yep. And so she didn't. Yep. And then she got fined anyway and got fined one dollar. <laughs> and that was it. It was not very good. <laughs> didn't do anything it didn't do anything at all and what i don't understand is that like i don't know who bianca's going to be facing at backlash then i'm not entirely sure but why not save sonia for backlash and then get sonia to bring out like somebody else because she's the authority figure she could bring out like some heel sorry sorry she's not an authority sorry She's a WWE official. Thank you. God, does she like reminding <laughs> everyone of the specific title that she has. I heard it so many times. I, 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 one of my notes is I cannot stand the term <laughs> WWE official. Like, uh, Sorry, you were saying Rich, you can but bring yes, her a heel. She can bring in a heel or something like that in her hometown. And then, and then you know, Bianca can obviously win in her hometown and then, then go on to Backlash and then face on the Sonya there. Because who are they going to... Unless it's just going to be Sonya again... I mean, yeah, I guess could just be Sonya again. I mean, it's WrestleMania rematch, so maybe it's just Becky Lynch again. Like, maybe that's how Becky comes back. Yeah. But, yeah, and again, you know, looking at the list of uh, Raw stars for her to face against, um, you've got in the heel side Carmella, mm-hmm. Nikki A.S.H., but she's stuck in the 24-7 division. Yeah. Queen Zelina, but she doesn't really feel like much. Tamina's in the 24-7 division. Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan are busy. And that pretty much leaves Bliss, who apparently there are no plans for her return. Which is crazy. Crazy stuff. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> Absolutely maddening, in fact. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a bit on that in the news that hasn't gone live yet. Mm. Um, she's re- she apparently voiced her frustrations, her creative frustrations, not just with Town Backstage, directly to Vince McMahon. Because she told them, I am willing and able to wrestle at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. even though she was getting married like a few days later. Mm. And they were like, Nah. <laughs> and like apparently they just got nothing like they've got zero plans for her but she's really good it's an insane prospect <laughs> yeah. i know doesn't make any sense but so like that's her but she's also a baby face as well and that only leaves dewdrop right and i love dewdrop love yeah. piper Niven, love viper yeah but i have seen her and bianca belair have matches mm-hmm. because they had that little mini feud where they just wrestled 20 times and bianca belair won all of them <laughs> so like i don't really have much interest in seeing them feud over the title now. yeah absolutely absolutely i think maybe you do this as maybe like maybe for backlash you do a big return just before backlash and maybe alexa bliss or becky lynch maybe that's how you do it otherwise i don't know what they're gonna do and i don't think they know what they're gonna do um speaking of they don't know what they're gonna do veer mahan beat a local talent great great yep it's the template you're a big monster heel Mm -hmm. beat up a smaller lad very very quickly lovely and next week i'm sure you'll just do it again you'll probably do it again and you might be very naughty and keep keep doing your 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 submission hold for too long no no, it's not just any submission hold Mm. it's the cervical clutch Is that the That's his genuine name. Cervical. The cervical clutch. That's unbelievable. It sounds like cervix. It does. It does. Yeah. And I'm and we're not the only people that think that. Like that's <laughs> what everyone said last week. That just sounds like cervix. It just sounds like the cervix. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. I don't know what you were thinking there. Yeah, I thought I thought when I was hearing the commentary, oh no, I misheard that. Game. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly that's not what it's yeah, called. Yeah, it must be called something else. I'm not gonna bring it up because that would be ridiculous. Don't look like an idiot on my first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear them say? 
<laughs> the cervical clutch? <laughs> oh, ridiculous. That's that's stupid. Uh, Veer Mahan is a grunty man. Yes. Oh, he's a grunty lad. Yes. Oh, he's a, he's a king of grunts at the moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every move. Like, there's no wasted motion in his grunts. <laughs> it's like a tennis player. <laughs> And I don't mind it, but it's yeah. going nowhere. No. Yeah. Um, we then had that segment where Pierce and Deville. Well, Pierce said that he's going to find Bianca Belair. Yeah. Sonny Deville was like, "Great, grand." And then Belair revealed that it was just one American dollar. And Deville was very upset about all of this. Yep. Uh, in fact, actually, Bianca Belair revealed on Twitter it was actually only fifty cents, and she got her change later on. <laughs> Even better. That's Which actually great. would have been a much better punchline for this as well. Like if she'd have handed over, she's like one dollar. It's like actually, it's only fifty cents. <laughs> so good. Yeah, that would have been a much better punchline. Yes, just shows that sometimes wrestlers are more creative than the writers. Yes. Um, but the other key here is that Adam Pearce said that there's going to be an official investigation into Sonya Deville's conduct. Yes. I mean, to be fair, she has entirely abused her power. <laughs> <laughs> Like if you look at this, it is mental that, that a boss can get someone to sign a contract to do this and then just attack them out of nowhere. Be like, oh, it's me. Uh, yeah, it's me. Yeah, I'm getting the title shot now. Imagine doing any business dealing where there was a, suddenly a surprise after the contract was signed and it was only to benefit one of the people. How was your first meeting with Ollie Davis? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> he challenged me to a match. And he won, uh, but no, yes, I it, it is it is uh, definitely investigation worthy. But I don't really know what they need to investigate because they just need to watch Raw last week and be like, "Yep, yep, yeah, she definitely did that. <laughs> she definitely did that." Investigation we, closed. <laughs> do we have any di- disciplinary proceedings for this? No, of course we don't, because if you look through the history of WWE, the authority figures in WWE have always abused their power. So no, uh, we then got easily the best thing on this episode. No. This was, I mean, I knew this was going to be great anyway, yeah, because yeah. I have loved this storyline since they started this in the Raw After Mania. Yeah. The KO show with Ezekiel, yeah. where they're going to do a lie detector test. So good. Oh, my, it's when they announced this last week, I was yeah. like, perfect. Yeah. What a great way to, to further on this storyline. Yes. <laughs> and just when I thought this couldn't get any better, Chad Gable was sat in the ring. I was like, oh, yes, yes. it's going to get even better. <laughs> We've got Chad Gable and Kevin Owens playing off against each other. I want them as a tag team. Yeah. This was so, so funny. So funny. So funny. Really great timing. G- Gable and Owens had an amazing chemistry together as well. Like, even just that little thing where uh, it's uh, right at the beginning, he's like, he's got a 2.0 grade, 4.0, 4.0 grade point average. It's like, like just. He's so well done. He's the smartest man on this company with his 2.0, grade. <laughs> brilliant absolutely brilliant and like Chad Gable managed to be like we've got to be quiet for this uh, so you all need to shush <laughs> yes I love fantastic. it I thank fantastic. you I think it's so so great and then Ezekiel comes out yep. and I'm like okay I mean you're maybe you are my favourite thing in this but I do love Kevin Owens and Chad yes, Gable here yeah. and then he says who wants to hear Zeke speak <laughs> The little pause between who wants to, I thought was so good. 
brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. It's one of the best examples of like just reinventing a wrestler in a totally different way, and it really working. Like it, they just went completely in a way that nobody would have ever expected. No. Oh God, no. <laughs> like Elias was sort of pretty much dead as a character, and if they brought him up back any other way, I think they wouldn't have worked. But this is beautiful. It's so doing. weird. Like we do our wild and wacky predictions at the start of every year. This is one of those predictions where you're like, no one would have got this. Of just like. As- Elias is going to debut as his younger brother yeah. Ezekiel yeah. and a few with Kevin Owens where Kevin Owens knows that he's Elias. <laughs> and you know what? It's going to be the best damn thing on the show. It's going to be the best thing. Like Ezekiel is brilliant as well because the way he plays it off is just like, just like a guy who's like, mate, leave me alone. Yeah, essentially. I'm, I'm just his younger brother. I'm just his younger brother. I don't know why he got an issue with this. It's brilliant because he's the only one who's going crazy about it. It's brilliant. Yeah, because there's two ways that this story is going yeah and i don't think maybe WWE don't know but i don't think we as an audience don't know either no is kevin owens being gaslit by everyone <laughs> yeah <laughs> or is it actually elias's younger brother yes because uh, he passed the lie detector test yeah they did this sort of like you know you tell a truth is the sky blue and he said yes and it's sort of like uh yeah. it did make a a, a the the lie detector testing go off mm. and then there's an amazing moment when he said okay now we're going to get you to tell a lie mm. so we can just make sure that the test machine's working is today monday and ezekiel says no and then goes <laughs> and kevin owen said you see he's a liar we asked him to lie there and kevin owens looks at chad being like all right cool yeah yeah <laughs> As a great moment where, like, you can tell, like, the, the the character has got way too into this. He's he's just he's just like, no, no, I can't deal with this. I, he, uh, any chance that I can prove that he's a liar, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. It's so good. It oh. was so so great. There was a moment that so then they do like the are you Elias's younger brother? Yeah. Yes, he's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And then they go through again, and Kevin Owens can't believe any of this, and he just yells at Chad, "Do the test better." <laughs> Ask the question better. Do the test better. <laughs> Ask the questions better. So, so great. And then Zeke's just like, I'm excited to have my first match in WWE. <laughs> Which is great. Such a great touch because, of course, it is his first match in WWE. This is a dream come true for him. I love this so much. It's this so was good. so great. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And we then got a match between Ezekiel and Chad Gable. Yeah. Um, which was, it was fine. Yeah. It's a problem with all Elias matches. Mm-hmm. As soon as the bell rings, I think people tend not to care as much about him. Like, yes. They like him as a character, like him as a gimmick, like him as a promo. And then in the end, Otis ran in, of course, the DQ. So yeah. nothing's actually achieved from this. Yes. Unless, of course, the match at Backlash mm-hmm. is American Alpha mm-hmm. versus Ezekiel and Elias. <laughs> Like that's the match that Owens gets made. <laughs> exactly. That's the great thing about it, because I'm then wanting to watch Backlash and be like, okay, what are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you possibly going to do? How could you possibly pull this off? It would be one of the best things that never happened on television if that happened. This was my favorite thing in the show. I thought this like overall I thought this episode of Raw was actually pretty good. Yeah. Like it felt like every most segments had a point. Um but go out of your way to watch this. Yeah. It was yeah. so, so funny. Yes. And I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, sorry, people are correcting me. I said American Alpha. 
that's their old gimmick. Mm. Alpha Academy. Alpha Do apologise. Yes. Yeah. Jason Jordan, not, nowhere to be seen. Mm. Uh, I also believe that the Rest Talk News has now gone live. So um, maybe just open it in a new tab. Mm-hmm. Um, don't go watch it now, so continue watching yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, just pause the video, go into the comments and say, good job, Niall. Good job, Niall. Good job, Niall. Thank you. Well done for your edit. Fabulous human being. <laughs> um, thank you all so much for your support. Um, we then got RK Bro versus the Street Profits. Mm-hmm. Um, seen this quite a few times yep. already, mm. uh, but it's still always very good. Yep, it's always yeah, good match. But it was an interesting finish in that the the Usos music started playing. Yeah, so uh, RK Bro got very much distracted by this, mm-hmm. and that led to the Street Profits pinning the Raw Tag Team Champions. Yeah. Now, if I'm hyping a title unification match. I'm not pinning the champions to no, lead that up. That's no. n- that's just not how I would tell a story. Yes, <laughs> but it do- it does set up potential future candidates for Raw Tag Team Championship matches if they do retain or this and the other. So yeah. you know, gives Street Profits a win. But then afterwards, the Street Profits revealed that they were the ones that queued up the music. Yes, I don't know how they were in a match. <laughs> <laughs> like they just pay off the production team yeah. to be like. At what point? Yeah. Like, what, what signal did they give? <laughs> they didn't give a signal at all. So, you know, ringside create smoke signals. Yeah. Like... You can't go like, oh, seven minutes in, because you might have lost by that point. You might have won. You, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah that doesn't make any sense. If the match is still going on, yep. seven minutes in, play this music. <laughs> yeah. Particularly if they're on top and they're about to win. <laughs> if we're winning, don't do don't, it. Don't worry. It will distract me. In this specific, this one instance. Yeah. It's like Doctor Strange in Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> the one <laughs> based on uh, like a, a purely subjective call as well as to who may ne- necessarily be winning great yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but it is you know this was a quite a heelish thing for them to do yeah and they have been showing some heelish tendencies in the lead up to wrestlemania so i totally get that my issue i think i have with this is that at wrestlemania they got the big baby face thing with uh with rk bro mm. and gable steveson yeah so, like, they all partied together yeah. to embarrass Chad Gable. Yeah. So they were all yucking it up as baby faces. So why are they now dicks again? I don't know. I don't know. Like it's, it, I just feel like that sort of, like, level of inconsistency sort of, like, just drives me mad a bit. Yeah. I, it, it, my, my main note coming out of this match was kind of what was the point of this match? Yeah. What was it really meant to achieve? Because I don't think you should... I don't think you should pin the title holders. Really, why are they even getting involved the street profits unless they've got something to gain like you know it, I, they, I guess they're just booked on the show but it's not i just feel like it's you could do so much more with that you could you know give them a good reason as to why they really 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 desperately need to win this match and are they heels or baby faces is not clear at all and it's not clear in like a cool way of like all oh, their tweeners it's just Oh, they're sometimes dicks. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes at WrestleMania with Gable Stevenson, nice they're the nicest guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's un- very muddy. Yeah. Um, and I think it could be a really great match, this uh, backlash between the RK Bro and the Usos, but this feels like it's just filler until then. Yeah. I think, yeah, spinning plates until we get there. Yeah. I, do, I do like the. I thought there was a creative finish, though. Yes. And I, I, so I quite liked from that aspect. Mm. Um, last week, during the AJ Styles and Damian Priest match, uh, the finish saw Damien Priest kneel down in the ring, got bathed in purple, mm-hmm. and then it went to ad break, and then it came back and the match was, was done. Yeah. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> what? what? What's going on? What, what happened <laughs> And it's just AJ Styles being like, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> like, well, well, that was the weirdest finish ever. Yeah. And they have rewritten history here to be like, ah, 
and then he vanished. <laughs> but they got no video footage of him vanishing because they never did it. Here's the question about this. Are Ed and Damien Priest magic? <laughs> yes. Yes. Because after their promo, like AJ's in his locker room. Yep. And he's having a chat. Yep. And then there's some spooky strobe lightings and then yep. magic. Magic happens. Edge and Priest are there. Yes. So they are magic. Are they they are magic, but it feels weird having two magical characters making reference to sports teams of the local <laughs> area. And at some point, Ed's talked about TikTok. <laughs> You're like, I don't want my magic characters to be talking about these silly things. Talk about magic, please. Or at least like, be very serious. Yeah. I, I actually, there was a point I wanted to bring up about that, about <laughs> heel promos in WWE. Mm. And we you know, mentioned earlier the fact that WWE are better at presenting heels than they are babyface. Yes. I think that is categorically true. Yeah. Despite the fact they are a babyface company. Mm. Um, but I do think that every heel had basically the same promo, mm. which is that Buffalo stinks. Because, <laughs> like, Rollins did that in his promo. Yep. Sonya did it in her promo. Mm-hmm. Owens did it in his promo. Yep. Gable did it in his promo. <laughs> Edge did it in his promo. And it's like, you've all got one thing. I'm starting to think that maybe Buffalo just genuinely stinks. Yeah, they're just all very good. <laughs> just Buffalo. Really bad. And so it just made me feel like, yeah, I, I just got to this point where I was like, maybe they aren't good heels. Yeah. They're just getting, they could just say local town heat things. Yes. And get and uh, and that's it. Yeah. But let's, Mod Mother. If you are there, can we get a poll uh, going? Are Damien Priest and Edge magic? <laughs> we just want to know the truth. Yeah, let's 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 ask let's ask our wonderful viewing audience. Yeah, all seventeen, eighteen hundred of you. Yeah, are Edge and Priest magic? Yeah, because otherwise they're just very good at hiding. Oh, the best at hide and seek. <laughs> Incredible at hide and seek. Because AJ Styles was looking around as if no one was there, and then suddenly the lights <laughs> came on and they both appeared. Because, so. yeah, last week's finish, quite bobbins. Yeah. Uh, this week, with them sort of like appearing in the strobe lights and the and the, the light flicker and this and the other. Yeah, so I thought AJ sold the beat down quite well, but mm. I like the promos. Yes. I don't know if I love the magic <laughs> the magic is weird and yeah. it has great potential this day it does doesn't it and it's weird because like you know i didn't mind it when taker did it and like yeah. edge is you know he's trying to be the new phenom of wwe so yes. i get it from that aspect of it maybe i don't hate the magic maybe i should quite like it well we'll see what the magic does i mean it's just i want to know categorically if they're magic or not if they are <laughs> then that's fine yeah okay that's it isn't it yeah undertaker was categorically magic yes <laughs> unquestionably the fiend was magic yes yes 100 percent had magical powers and that's fine and that's fine i don't know whether these lads are or they are <laughs> because they're magic but then they cut promos like they're the house of black <laughs> who aren't magic <laughs> it's such an amazing yeah. amazing thing be D D or be nothing yes um we then had the theory versus finn balor match which mm -hmm. we have discussed uh and then we got is this the second best thing on the show? <laughs> is this the, uh... the double commitment ceremony? <laughs> it's a strong turn. It's, str <laughs> it's a strong call, that. <laughs> it was definitely a thing on the show. It was. It went long. It was poor. Wasn't oh, oh, this long segment? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Not helped by this crowd trying to hijack it and making it longer. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Look at my, how many notes I have for this. I've got like two paragraphs of notes for this. It's the twenty four seven segment. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't make it, it was and it was it was so confusing. I've never heard of a commitment ceremony in my whole life, let alone a double one. Yeah. So we were talking about this before we came in here. Yeah. This was a wedding. Yes, this was 100% a wedding. Absolutely. One, they, there were rings. Yep. There were vows. Wedding dresses. There were wedding dresses. Yep. But they wouldn't use the term wedding. <laughs> it oh, kept what? saying commitment ceremony. Yeah. And is this just WWE, like, they don't like saying hospital, so they say local medical facility. Yes. Has Vince McMahon woken up one morning being like, well, God damn it, pal. I don't like, don't use the word wedding. No one likes to use the word wedding. No, it's a commitment ceremony. It's a commitment ceremony. Is that what's happened? We're not saying wedding anymore? Yeah. I don't understand. Because also there were sort of like obvious... I think they even might mention them as wedding rings at some point. And it was so confusing. What does a commitment ceremony mean? Why do they feel like they can't get these characters married? So, And we and we do need to go through this beat by beat. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Truth is the officiator. Really, I don't think we should, but we, we have to here. Yeah, yeah. Truth was the officiator. And he said... The 24-7 rules are off-limits. Yep. You remember that. <laughs> um, I felt really bad for Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo yep. being part of the wedding party. <laughs> Absolutely. Poor lads. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, no, not you guys. Yep. <laughs> and and, and Sasha and Naomi are oh, our no. women's tag team champions. No. And that, I've written in all caps. Oh, no. <laughs> not you. I, and then I like, saw Nikki. Yeah, and I was like, oh, not yep. Nikki there as well. Yeah. And then Sasha Banks. I'm like, not you guys. Not surely not. No. Like, I get it. Team bad. But no. no. Stay far away. <laughs> far away from all of this because the next thing you know you'll be running after that belt oh yeah so stay well clear of these segments <laughs> the one thing I did laugh about this actually I laughed quite a few times but mm. the thing that really made me laugh was Truth calling her Dana Brooks <laughs> such a small thing and then Dana like like corrected him and yeah. said it's just Brooke as he was like Dana Brooke <laughs> 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 made me laugh. so okay so Poor Angel and Berto are there. I'm just going to read my notes here. Yeah. And Nikki. Oh no, not Banks and Naomi. <laughs> Truth keeps calling her Dana Brooks. Because then, Brooks and Tamina came out in their wedding dresses. Full yep. entrances for them. Yeah. Come down to the ring, get into the ring. Uh, Truth then does a speech. Yeah. And the crowd try to hijack him with what chance? Mm -hmm. He answers back to them, drags this out a little bit. Then, Dana gives a speech. And she struggles to do her speech because the crowd won't shut up. Yeah. She eventually has to talk over them. Yes. And I'm like, wow, the segment's going long. Yes. And then Reggie does a speech. And I'm like, bloody hell, lads. Like, <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> I've got a Cody match to get to here. <laughs> and, and like, at this point, the segment was starting to fall apart. Yes. And there's still probably 10 minutes left of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, truth, bless his cotton socks, was trying to get things back in order. Yeah. Thankfully, Tazar and Tamina kept their speeches short. Yes. They just said, what they said. Yes. Which is like good for, it's a good rule for general wedding speeches as well, is err on the side of being shorter. Yes. That's good. Because sometimes you go to a wedding and it's an hour long speech. I went to a wedding. Uh, I, I will not name who, mm. just in case they do see this. Although if I talk about it, they'll know who they, they are. <laughs> uh, where the bride, during her speech, just put her speech down and she was like, I'm just going to freestyle this. Oh dear. Oh no. Oh she no. then proceeded to thank every single person at the wedding individually no 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 there was a hundred people at the <laughs> wedding <laughs> no 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 very lovely 
you know, Great. I, I got Very I got nice. my, I got a personal shout out in there. Yeah, you know, as sort of you know, a part of the sort of like bridal, you know, bridal and groom party. Yeah, but also it's a hundred people here. Hundred people. It's a lot of people to get around. Oh my god! And your four or five speeches. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, thankfully, thankfully, <laughs> Tamina had, a, had clearly seen this. And, uh, <laughs> seen this I'll keep this short. No, this is, yeah, that is very, very... <laughs> so they do that. We, at this point, are only halfway through the segment. Yep, yep. It's still going. And then this was the weirdest part here. When Truth said, does anyone object to this wedding? Yeah. Tamina objects <laughs> to it and then starts switching partners. Yes. So <laughs> she just switches Reggie and Tazawa over. Yep. And then I was like, oh, that was weird. Okay. And then she switched herself and uh, Tazawa over. Yep. So it was her and Dana getting married. Yep. And the crowd went ballistic oh, for this. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. And because then they looked like they were going to kiss. So the yep. crowd were like, Oh wow, it's it's HLA in 2022, and it's like, Absolutely. oh, I was like, what the hell is going on here? And then Tamina just goes back to the way things were, marrying yep. Tazawa, and the crowd goes, boo! It's <laughs> not what we wanted. You took away the lesbians. <laughs> okay. And I was like, what is going on here? And then Truth's like, I now pronounce you husband and wife. Get this kiss. And Reggie goes, we haven't done the rings bit yet. And Truth's like, you're absolutely right, Reggie. We haven't done the rings bit yet. Do the rings bit. So they literally do the rings bit, and then Truth goes i now pronounce you husband and wife do the kissing bit <laughs> what's going on here and then and then and then <laughs> and then reggie smooches dana to the floor pins her yep tamina oh get this right yes. tamina then pins reggie yep tazawa then pins tamina yep and then dana brooke leaps off the top rope pins tazawa wins back her 24 7 title <laughs> and it scrapes on our truth's back <laughs> This was insane. <laughs> Go out of your way to watch it if you have not already. And watch it in full. Do, oh, not, yeah. do not watch the truncated version on YouTube. No, 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 no. Track down a full version of this. <laughs> watch the whole thing. Now now you've like when I watched it, I said this I said to myself, this is one of the this is one of the worst, <laughs> most insane things I've ever seen on television. Not just on Raw, on television. But now we've now you read it back to me, I think it might be one of the best things I've ever Absolutely. seen. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it was the second best thing on this show. <laughs> Better than the Cody and Kevin Owens match. Do you think? Oh, oh my god. I yeah, I loved it. Yes, it was crazy. In it fell apart <laughs> so quickly and then just kept going. <laughs> it went for so long. Such a long <laughs> also, if you pronounce someone man and wife, that means you married them. It's a wedding. <laughs> You're definitely a wedding. <laughs> loved it. Yep. And it was almost the main event of this show. <laughs> it almost was, yeah. Uh, we've got a recap of MVP and Lashley. They're going to have an yep. arm wrestling match next week. It's one of Vince's favorite things in the world. Yep. I can already hear him masturbating to it. <laughs> I also don't understand. So, you know, Armas obviously he is a very strong man, but like Bobby Lashley is like all, he's only made out of muscles. And tall doesn't mean strong. I, I think we must understand this that, that Bobby Lashley is the heavy favorite for this, surely. But does he not have a height advantage? <laughs> this is true. Sorry. It's been That's a while since I've seen the Stylo movie over the top. <laughs> like about what the. <laughs> How you yeah. make it big in the arm wrestling community. Yes, this is true. I 
cannot stand arm wrestling segments on res- on wrestling. No. So boring. Yeah. And this is going to be dreadfully dull. Also, this feels like it's a feud between Lashley and MVP and not Lashley and Amos. Yes, yes. No, Amos is just there. Yeah, he um, is just there. Yeah. And he's so tall. He shouldn't just... <laughs> Maybe it's just best if he's yes. there. Mm-hmm. And then we got our main event of Cody Rhodes versus Kevin Owens, which ha- was a very good match. Yeah, really good match. Really, really good match. Quite a naff finish. Yep. Weird. It was one of those ones where it did address the question that I had initially, which was like, why is Kevin Owens doing this for Seth Rollins? Don't know why he's doing it other than just he likes to fight people. But uh, and it was quite interesting him just going, wait a second, this is your fight. Yeah, I'm going home. <laughs> um, but like great match up until then. Yeah, really good match up until the finish. Yeah, yeah. Because the finish was just Owens and Rollins <laughs> argued. Yep. And Owens got counted out and he left. Yes. It's one of those finishes that's designed to protect everyone. Yep. No one loses. Yeah. But also in the end, no one wins and no one gets over and nothing is achieved. Yes, yes. Everything sort of stays the same because ultimately, yeah, as you say, no one's no one's gonna go down from this, but no one's gonna go up. I would have been nice to have achieved as a clear winner and and just have like either one of those it's gonna be fine. Like Kevin Owens losing would be fine. Would have been fine. Yeah, because he's gonna be he's going into this thing with Ezekiel. It's hilarious. And so, and I think it's going to be a really, really good like storyline for a little bit, and then he can even go back into the, like the title picture, Kevin Owens, because he's that good. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, a, a bit of a bad finish, but a very good match nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, and I thought overall that was a very, very good episode of Raw. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Um, like again, much like last week, uh, although I haven't seen it, just you know, going by what Ollie has told me and and Pete told me. Two good episodes, more more or less, on the bounce that yep. were better than the Raw After Mania, which I actually thought was quite a bad show. Mm. And both of these weeks have felt like all the stuff they probably should have done on the Raw After Mania, but yep. didn't. Yes. But this does, like, aside from the fact that I'm not interested in a lot of the matches going into Backlash, mm. I thought at least every segment here was trying to build towards that pay per view. Yes. And that's that's a good thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And and like. Yeah, gave something towards the match, uh, or at least at the, at the very least, trundled it along a little bit. Um, and some really great matches, some very funny and albeit rather insane uh, segments <laughs> with, with <laughs> yeah, the total commitment uh, thing. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. Like, we had some really good uh, wrestling on the show. Yep. Cody and uh, Owens was, was really good. Yep. Uh, and yeah, we got the insanity of the double commitment story and the brilliance of the KO show. Yeah, absolutely. Which I loved. So yeah, I thought this was a very good episode. Uh, we put it to the community poll and 50% of you thought it was a three out of five average show mm-hmm. uh, with 21% saying it was two out of five poor. I think that's slightly unfair. That's harsh. I think that's harsh. I, I can get why people might watch the commitment ceremony and hate it because I did yes. initially. Uh, but now I love it. <laughs> I've spoken to you. That's it, yeah. I, I think, you know, Pete would have absolutely hated it yes. <laughs> like Pete yes. would have been so mad that he had to watch it but yeah. if you go I, into it with the right that's in the yeah, yeah, yeah. the right mind yeah thank you very much Adam oh you're welcome what is this can you um can you bring a box cutter as well <laughs> we've got sent a gift so we are going to open this after we've done the rest of your ultra chats this is um, wonderful yes thank you to Nick who has sent this across I'm, go, I'm trying not to show our, any addresses oh yes um, yes yes yeah, that's my address. Well, actually, the office address. But thank you to Nick, who has sent this along. So, yeah. all the way from America. America. Never yeah. heard of it. But uh, I've heard it's uh, maybe maybe it's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's up and coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm sure people have heard this over this America place. <laughs>
anyway, let's get into the rest of your ultra chats for this episode of Raw. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We will read out all of your ultra chats above the $5 limit US, not Canadian. Uh, the Raven Effect said it didn't watch the show because it's WWE, but uh, how could you rename Theory without even doing a single time where someone has given him a gift or helped him win a match? And when Vince revealed it wasn't, he was behind it. It was me, Austin, just one time. That's very good. <laughs> that is very good. Oh, thank, thank you very exactly. much. You're very welcome. Uh, Sullivan, I just go back to call Mark Mark now that you've never met you. Fantastic. Great. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you very much. Cheers. <laughs> no. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure all will be revealed. Yes. Uh, but you're absolutely right, the Raven effect. I think it was a missed opportunity to not do the It Was Me Austin. Mm -hmm. uh, Charles Berg said, Is Edge actually a vampire? Is that, <laughs> is that why Priest can teleport? The lie detector test was the second best one WWE has ever done. The first was the one with Vince and uh, Mr. America being asked if he was the biggest a hole on earth. Says no, here's the lie. Then asks, I am. <laughs> jam that jam. That was a great segment. Mm. Um, we now have a uh, answer to our poll are damien priest and edge magic 64 percent said yes yep i think that's fair i mean given they, they've shown a little bit of magic but they've only shown a little bit i want more magic kimchi cowboy said welcome back to wwe where everything's made up and the points don't matter <laughs> <laughs> that's an extremely good extremely good description i love that yeah. riot dr Hey yo! At least now we've got that sigh. T bar is still on Raw. I really got some discount. Brett wins the WWE title from Yoko vibes. <laughs> uh, on a completely different note, I think I may love Veer Mahan's music. I've also chosen to call his finisher Veer's Vice. Well, that's a lot better than, than, than the cervix, cervix clutch. <laughs> the cervix clutch. Uh, and they continue, just wanted to take this time to thank you for all you guys do. You really make my work days fly by. Random thoughts. Angel and Umberto must be near all possible kissing, even if it transcends brands. Love you guys. Jam that jam. Oh, that's why they were there. Because oh. they wanted to be close to the kissing. Well, it's fair. Who doesn't have a kiss? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anyone who doesn't. Love can, a kiss. can the chap think of who doesn't love a kiss? <laughs> it's the great Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, Campbell said, "A oh, wild Sullivan has appeared." Hey guys, I just wanted to say that the segment with Ko Gable and Ezekiel was nothing short of high art. Ko's performance in it was really making me invested more in the story than I ever thought I would be. Mm. Uh, Adam saying Jerry Lawler saying the US title match was the biggest match in Theory's career he was just facing Big E for the WWE Championship a couple of months ago he was in the Elimination Chamber for the WWE Championship a month after that yeah yeah, yeah. so I think Jerry so Jerry Lawler was on commentary oh yes oh yes I wanted to talk about this yeah he just says things <laughs> yes he absolutely does adds nothing does Jerry nope nope I did like his shirt that was uh, had crowns on it it's <laughs> so it's like, it's like red bubble, just yeah. but really bad one. Yeah, absolutely. He like he just typed into Google crown shirt and got the first thing. Yeah, that's, that's images of crowns. Yes. <laughs> just did it on Photoshop. <laughs> They're on MS Paint. Yeah, such a such an odd thing. Also, I didn't like that. There's a there was a during the Ezekiel and Kevin Owens bit like I, during the match afterwards, and Ezekiel was facing off against Gable. He was like it, he he kept on talking about how Ezekiel was definitely Elias as well, and I was like, no, no, no you don't. You're not going to be part of this. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Bustafaris 
Ty Denaris. Do apologize if I said that wrong. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched WWE since the Kofi Squatch or NXT since the 2.0, but I'm here for my man Brian Children. Uh, later note, Sullivan. Are you evil? <laughs> <laughs> yes go on then yes <laughs> I'm also out there celebrating with Austin Theory <laughs> my fellow evil man <laughs> Chuck Cassidy said uh, almost all of the uh, 06 to 12 US champions were rough Jericho, Kofi, Truth, Mysterio were the only good ones Plasma PT, morning Luke and Sully welcome back Luke, Raw made me laugh last night with the segments with Sonya and Bianca Adam Pearce became a better GM I love how Chad Gable is proving how much like Kurt Angle he is and I want more of it AO1012 did Liv botch the backstabber spot. Feels like she was supposed to take the backstabber into the pin and break it up. Would have made the turn more believable. I think so. Yes. Yeah, because she sort of took it and fell to the side and then Banks had to sort of like jump up to break up the pin. Yes. But I think that's what we're saying earlier. Like it was slightly messy in place as a match, but I think it was because... They're trying to do do 15 15 minutes worth of stuff in five minutes. Yes. Uh, Brett J. Rasmussen said, Kevin Owens is just the best. I'm loving this Ezekiel Owens feud. The lie detector test bit and having KO just riff on things throughout the segment. Brian Children is just the best and his commentary on Sully vs. Laurie was hilarious, especially the ending. Thank you very much. I mean, I'll pass that on to Brian. Of course, yeah. Who can't be here today, I'm afraid. Gabriel Reyes said, The cervical clutch sounds like a parody finisher name in a wrestling-based adult movie. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And it would still be horrible. <laughs> and then we go, oh oh, 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 I don't like that. My partner, who does not normally watch wrestling, kept noting how wrong it sounded. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Veer's momentum is D-O-A? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah. I mean, it depends what they're going to do with him. If they're just going to keep on putting up against jobbers, they, they've got to eventually move on to somebody who's like, actually going to elevate him. We'll see. MJ Johnson, I feel like it's insensitive of Kevin to keep bringing up someone's dead brother like this. Come on, like, they look so alike because they're related. It happens more often than not. It's true. I look exactly... Me and my brother are basically identical people. Really? He's just got a great big bushy beard because he can actually grow one. Mm. Well, I, I actually... Like, me and my me and my sisters actually have a weird resemblance. So pretty. Yes. <laughs> it's a beard and everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And me and Brian children have a weird resemblance as well, but that's oh, just... I can't yeah. see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nate S has been a member for 12 months. Nate S, 12 months member. Uh, bring back Damien Sandow wearing an Elias beard and strumming the guitar to be Ezekiel's partner. And Kevin Owens is still the only one who knows that. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that a lot. That's the best idea I've heard. That's that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Love that a lot. Genuinely uh, brilliant. Uh, and they add, good to see Sully here. Oh. Uh, Dylan Byan says Champa could be a good first feed for Theory but eventually Bron Breaker when he gets called up maybe have Breaker to be the one to take the title off of him mm. uh, Zoe Sung said the League of Super Evil always wins <laughs> I love that the bad guys have friends but the good guys don't <laughs> It's really true. Also, Pete, you look different. Did you cut your hair? Mm. Also, why on earth would anyone want... Sorry. Also, why on earth would you want anyone to join Magical Bluge and his spooky purple warriors? (laughs) That is the new name of that stable. There you go. Magical Bluge and his spooky purple warriors. (laughs) Uh, Tails P. Edge was in the ministry. He had to learn magic from Taker or nudity from Minion. (laughs) 
He made his choice. Yep. <laughs> and to be honest, he kind of chose both with the live sex celebration. So he's, he's now finally decided. Now, the Minion thing just wasn't working out for him. The Midian, the Midian thing just was not working out for me. I had two choices. I went down the wrong road the first time. Now, now I'm going to go and learn some magic. Yeah. The naked Midian thing. Yeah. So we got some younger viewers watching mm. this show who mm. wouldn't have been watching during you know the year 2000. Yes. But this really happened on WWF television. Yeah. There was a wrestler called Midian. Yeah. And he was part of the Undertaker's Ministry of Darkness. Yeah. Dennis Knight used to be a pig farmer uh, back in the sort of the new generation era. Then he became this guy who had an eye drawn on his forehead and he carried an eye in a jar. Yep. But backstage, he would just walk around in the nerds wearing a bum bag, what we would call a bum bag. Yes. The Americans would call a fanny pack. Yeah. And everyone thought that that was a very funny thing <laughs> because he's just walking around in the nerd wearing a bum bag. Yes. And then they were like, Let's put that out on television. <laughs> so he became naked Midian, just wrestling in the nerd with a bum bag. Yes. <laughs> One of the strangest things I have ever seen. And it was, uh, and he would just run. Yeah. He would run a lot. <laughs> naked. He would just run and it would go, oh, it's naked Midian. Oh, no. And that was his name. That was his name. Wasn't, his name wasn't Midian, who is naked. Like, <laughs> no. It was like, oh, look, it's Midian, and he's naked. Yeah. His name was Naked Midian. <laughs> <laughs> he was like this, this sort of like... Potato of a man. Yeah, absolutely. Before this, he was like a Lord of Darkness. <laughs> now he's <laughs> naked. Which I suppose could happen to a Lord of Darkness if they... Well, know. yeah, absolutely. So yeah. maybe Edge did make the right decision. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Tailspeed continues. Team Bad will probably face toxic attraction to unify those tag belts. Crikey, I hope they do. Uh, mm. AJ is more on site than proud and powerful. Uh, <laughs> Notice Truth didn't try to pin anyone. I did think that was weird. Yes. Uh, Mayor of Painesville, Dan. Lovely to see you here, Dan. Mm. Ted, hey guys, just want to quickly remind everyone the fact that tomorrow night, the best in the world, Dustin Rose, it's going to be taking on CM Punk. All right, you can now carry on with the show. It's true, mm. they are having a match. Okay. Uh, Ten Rosa said, Lord of the Board theme is stuck in my head. It's so catchy. Sullivan is a lad. It'd be insane if randomly Finn and Styles get released and that still leaves Cody Rhodes in WWE Bullet Club and that story is never complete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Sully, you uh, need to do uh, more improv with you and come to the Melbourne Comedy Fest. Oh, Melbourne. Wow, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've never been to Australia. So, and I've heard that uh, both Melbourne and the Adelaide uh, Fringe Festivals are really great. So, maybe we will. On my week off work, mm -hmm. um, I, I got into Married at First Sight Australia. <gasps> yes, I've heard about this. Yeah, I mean... It's, it is high drama. I, I've I've heard about this in, in in the same way that like people talk about like highly addictive drugs, and I don't want to I don't want to watch an episode. No, I I, I wouldn't recommend anyone does. Yeah, because my wife was watching it, yeah. and then she got my mum addicted on it. <laughs> like my mum then sort of got hooked, so they were watching it together. And then I would just be in the room and I would watch it, and then the final episode's coming up, and. I went back to I was went back to work yesterday and Kate was like, I'm gonna watch the last episode. And I was like, could you wait till I get home? <laughs> she was like, You don't care. And I'm like, well, I've come this far. I kind of want to see what happens with Olivia now. Because <laughs> she's a nightmare. And I kind of want to see what happens with her. I really hope that Dominica is happy. <laughs> Are any of the marriages at is it married at first sight, isn't it? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are any of the marriages you think gonna last? Well, you know what? 
I, I'm really hopeful um, that I'm trying to think of their names now. It's Cody and, God, what is her name? Brandy Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, you're right. Sorry, Cody and Brandy Rhodes are on the show. <laughs> I cannot remember what his, his wife's name is, but she's lovely. Mm. Really, really nice. Uh, and Cody is a, a bit of a cad, bit mm. of a, a bit of a lad, and he's got a wonderful moustache. I, I hope that they make it. Yeah. And I think that uh, Dominica and I think dominica and i think jackson is her partner i think they're going to be fine great but i really hope that whoever olivia is partnered up with realizes that she's a nightmare and it's just like <laughs> actually no you're a nightmare and i am better <laughs> off without you <laughs> why am i oh God, i got i got so hooked on it <laughs> anyway jack nichols says uh holy heckins that's not ollie it's savage sullivan if you put a sock puppet on your hand i'm sure my friend josh will be ecstatic take care lads oh brilliant well as we've learned, mm-hmm. there's only so much Sock Puppet Sullivan that people can take. Yeah, absolutely. I think that we, we don't want to overexpose Sock Puppet Sullivan to the world. Um, Matt says, Sully to WrestleTalk confirmed. What a blessed day. Time to book Sully Mania versus the WrestleTalk workhorse Randy Iron Mandy Datsun. Luke, love you too. Hope you guys have a great day. Can't wait for Quizzlemania. Jam that jam. Ten Rosen said, I love you, Sullivan. Luke, great Survivor Series Raw shirt there. <laughs> oh, it does look a little bit like I'm wearing a Raw shirt. It's a D&D shirt. Yes, yes, it does. It does. But I'm just wearing the Raw colours. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the UK from Australia in July and August. A pint for you. Sullivan, it would be a pleasure. Oh, Off you. topic, have you ever got into jungle or crime? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I haven't. I, I, I mean, yeah. In the 90s. Yeah. I liked a little bit of jungle music. Jungle is massive. Wick, wick, wicked. Wicked. Jungle is massive. That's how... I I thought you were playing a recording. Yeah. (laughs) That was so good. Um, That is genuinely great. I was about to say, Luke, that's copyrighted. We can't be playing recorded music on the... But it was just you. It was just you. Yeah. Incredible is a very good song, but I think that's the extent of my jungle knowledge, really. Um, uh, Do you have any favourite 80s and 90s artists like like George Michael or others? (laughs) Um, favorite. Uh, oh, I I do like. I mean, obviously Annie Lennox. Yeah. Oh, Annie Lennox is brilliant. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Well, I did hurdle the other day, right? Oh yeah, walking on broken glass. Yeah, I was like, as soon as you hear that, bam, 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 brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking on broken fantastic. glass. What a tune. Uh, I'm also. I, I do like Sinead O'Connor. Oh yeah. You know, as much as Prince is one of the greatest artists of all time. Nothing compares to you is so much better. Yeah, it's being a, done by Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a perfect. Perfect rendition of that song. That and we look alike. (laughs) The single tear. Uh, Ten Reza said, lads, keen for a karaoke as well. Uh, Luke, please check out the new Slash album, not a Guns N' Roses type album. Also, your thoughts of the impact of the Warner Media Discovery merger and the DCU and AEW. Hope it all goes well. means more resources for AEW, new stage and music. I think... I'm going to save that. I'm going to table that topic. So may do that with Denise on Friday. Yeah. So there's a lot to dive into. We've gone way over time today. So yes. I'll table that, Ten Rosa. But thank you very much for that. Mm. Also, yes, karaoke. It's pretty good. Yeah. What's your karaoke song of choice? Um, I actually tried to sing it when we uh, we did a bit of karaoke, uh, like No Rolls Barred and Wrestle the, Talk. The rap party, because I can I can go yes, to. you couldn't go to, because you, you, you had a child. I've got a child. Yes. Um, uh, but I was trying to say, it, it's um, Hotel California by the Eagles. It's perfectly in my in my range. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a, and it sounds very impressive, but it's not really. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's easy if you've got the right vocal range. 
Yeah. Uh, Charles Berg has been an has been a member for eleven months. Said almost a year of being a member. So let's talk about my favourite subject. Me, <laughs> the man Memberg was named after. Go ahead, guys. Say nice things about me. <laughs> um, Cyclone has been a member for 12 months and said, we love Sullivan. Clap, 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 clap. Hawk the Outcast said, tuned in late, so I'll start with my first reaction. Sullivan, best Rust Talk podcast ever. Great to see my favorite part of No Rolls Bard on board. Pun intended. Oh, yeah. Raw. Edge uh, name dropping Ministry of Darkness has sold me on this group. Captain Adrian for life. Hey, Stephen Costa has become a brand new member. Well done to you, sir. Lack Simham, Narrow Simham B. It's kind of sad that more effort is put into the build towards WrestleMania Backlash than Raw's preceding mania itself. It's very true, actually. Uh, Tails P at Backlash will probably get Alpha Academy versus the team of Ezekiel and Elias Drake. Unfortunately, we can't. LA Knight has already he debuted on the dark segment of smackdown as a mm. manager mm. so it, it won't be la oh, not my mic for that it won't be la nice mm. uh, also i saw sonic 2 do you think in the next movie they will get the very plot important scene <laughs> sorry i will i will read this out <clears throat> no i'm not gonna read this out because it is a spoiler mm. it is a spoiler for the movie so i, I won't read that out yes but that is fair. just no tales that really made me laugh <laughs> <laughs> Legit underboss. I feel bad for Liv Morgan. How long till she's with Nikki in the 24-7 division or not on TV at all like Dewdrop? Yeesh. Oh, I hope that doesn't happen. That's Yeah, that is sad, isn't it? Um, and lastly, Legit Underboss saying, yeah, brothers looking alike isn't weird at all. Look at Pete and John Silver, <laughs> Adam and Von Wagner, Luke and Sam Gradwell. Yeah. Yes. Also, absolutely right. Thank you very much, Mod Mother. We did not do our Hall of Fame Patreon shout-out, so let's hit the music. Um, I will pass it on to you. Uh, I will read the first one. If you could just read the second one. Um, Meticulous Michaela Trobe. Willie Biggie Singleton. The man who wears the gold. The man recognized by Swamp Nation International as the 24-7 champion. Our legend. Daniel Potus Lee. How do you like them apples, Marcel Jura? The stunning Wesley Potter. Yanni Zane Hamid. Spoken class today, Jeremy Smith. Up and above, Keith Below. Tony Jabroni. Peter Fiber Brontus. And living in the past, Kieran Pryor. Thank you all so much for being wonderful Patreon pledge hammers. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk and you can get yourself a Patreon shout out here on the WrestleTalk podcast. And Ollie Davis and I will be reviewing NXT TakeOver Dallas, I think it is. I think that's what's one. Yeah. I haven't actually watched this show yet. Um, that'll be one of my tasks for tomorrow. <laughs> um, I think an ultra chat has just come through, so we'll do this. Uh, lastly here, that's uh, from Seymour, who said, I just joined last minute, but holy hell, Sullivan's here. Hey, Sullivan, how was your trip to Hollywood? <laughs> Hollywood was very good. <laughs> 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 and lastly, Brett has said, also, Sullivan, Luke challenged you for the championship at WrestleMania, and you chose to have Adam take your place. Yes, we understand that you were in Hollywood, mm. but will you again go for a championship? Also, please have Sully Moore on the WrestleTalk podcast. All I'll say is watch this space. Hello, everyone. We are still here. Um, yes. Because 
completely forgot. Sullivan just reminded me that uh, we did not open the box. Yes. So um, this is a little added extra. I'm very, very sorry. That is it's quite disrespectful of me, Nick. Um, yeah. But thank you so much for sending us this package. Yep. Um, let's open it up. Yep. It doesn't seem like it's got a simple mechanism of being opened up here. No. FedEx uh, have done a good job. They've done an excellent job. Thank you very much, Nick. And Nick, I hope you're still watching, if you were watching in the first place. If not, I, I will, will, you know, message us on Twitter in some way to, uh, to, to let us know. We'll point you in the direction of us opening this. Uh, <laughs> I'm, nearly, I'm nearly in. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There he is. He's there in. we go. He's in. There we go. Oh, yes. Oh, what have we got here? Here we go. There's actual wrapped presents. Oh, wrapped presents. Now, that this looks like that's fantastic. supposed to have a tag on it. We've also got this. And we'll open that up in a second. Oh, my goodness. Uh, bubble wrap. Should I start opening these, I suppose? Uh, let, me, let me get everything out yeah, first. Let's get everything see. out first. Oh, yeah. I can see a picture of Miro there. Oh, yeah. And I think... Oh, no, there's a card. Uh, that's to Adam specifically. Oh. So, uh, Adam is, I think he might be around. Do you want to just go and grab Adam? Yeah, I'll go and grab Adam. To come down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's also, well, there's cards here and everything. Oh, there's a card for Pete. Oh, my goodness. There's a card for the, there's a card for the team, for the rest of the core. Uh, I'll save that for Peter. Um, I will read out your message here, Nick, which make sure that is everything out there. Thank you so much. It's incredibly generous of you. Um, let's see how many people are still with us. Uh, okay, so uh, he writes here, my gifts are humble, but I hope you like them nonetheless. The first gift, the big one, um, is a figure because I have no idea why the old studio space was replaced with the current one, but either way, there needs to be AEW figures there finally. And I picked one that's my favorite wrestler in AEW, AEW, aka the wrestler with the longest title reign in AEW history, and should still be the champion of myself and hundreds of other fans. Uh, so I feel like they should be the first AEW figure on display in whichever studio it used to be. Uh, or if one of you wants to take the figure home, you can do so. Uh, second gift is the first layer of package uh, wrapped in the bubble wraps. Much easier to divide among people, uh, and I know that are hard to come by. I have no idea if any of you started collecting these, but hopefully this starts a collection or adds enough to a collection. We've got a good number to start, and since I've had so many duplicates, I can't trade all of them online. Related to the second gift, I wrapped this one separately because I got it from comp.com without realizing it already had it. Hi, Adam. I feel it's a nice addition for wanting to keep and in the office studio. Uh, there's a card for Pete with some extra words for him and Tempest related to one of the memes on WrestleTalk. The third gift is for Adam. Ah! With a few extra words on his card, and the gift is related to gaming. Nick from American fan Nick Corvello. Oh, I'm going to the wrong one. Oh. Uh, big fan of your putting challenge. <laughs> uh, to Adam specifically, to clarify, I played the first version of this game and liked it, in case I didn't say that in this card. Interesting. <laughs> Oh, it's got dolphins on it. Aww. That's nice. Uh, this gift is a game to add to your collection, whether it's to do an honest review of it for post-COVID times or to play it by yourself or with the NRB crew. Uh, also, um, please enjoy the All Porpoise greeting card. <laughs> all very good uh, hey adam just wanted to say separately that i enjoy your content on the affiliate channels and appreciate your hard work managing them while i'm not as happy with uh, your wwe bias <laughs> <laughs> famously pro wwe me um for example your refusal to do booking videos for aew angles i, I did a cm punk one only one though only I one so many other yeah, AEW you, ones yeah, never yeah. doing them <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, you're still the only reason my brother watches Wrestle Talk. <laughs> Don't know if that was supposed to be read in front of you. Oh, I love it. That's great. The that, only reason. That, only reason. That's well, now there's two. Yeah. Isn't that right, Sully? Thanks. Mum says hi, by the way. Uh, oh, what is this? So this is the gift. I, I think that might be the gift because the other stuff that we've got here, we have got uh, some AEW trading cards, Ooh. Um, which I haven't seen. These are upper deck things. I know Angela from No Rolls Bart uh, has collected these. Yes. And I have been kind of tempted to buy them because I do like trading cards. Ooh, it's called Sneaky Cards 2. Play it forward. Uh, by GameRight. Oh, the guys who did um, Sushi Go, I think. That's cool. Uh, oh, you have to do a bunch of missions like this one. is High Five Five Strangers. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> this is so... oh, it's a bit like uh, Don't Get Got in a Way. Yeah, it says, Become a secret agent of joy, spreading creativity and kindness. To an unsuspecting public, give a stranger flowers, challenge someone to a dance-off, throw an impromptu surprise party, complete with uh, eat, complete each objective, then pass along the card to an unwitting accomplice who now becomes part of the game. The fun is every oh, the idea that this goes out into the into the world it's like a pay it forward type. Yeah, thing. well, it literally says play it forward. Oh, so the idea is you start with the full deck and then you literally just give out a card to someone, and they just pass it and pass it. Oh, that's fun. It. Yeah, that's that is cute. fun. And thank you, as you are right, Nick. Of course it is. It's a Hikaru Shida action figure. Holy moly. This is all absurdly generous. Thank you Very, so very much. generous. Thank you very much for the card. We've just got a lovely message in there, which we will read out to the rest of the team. And there is this for young Peter, which we'll hand to him when he's back in the office tomorrow. Oh, it's lovely. That's lovely, Nick. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. That's, that's really, 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 really nice of you. Uh, so there was a conversation on last week's show, um, last week's Raw podcast, yeah. um, because Pete had gone to a carvery, mm. which led to a conversation between him and Ollie Davis about meat sauce rankings. Right. Like okay. combinations, you know, so it was like lamb and mint, yeah. pork and apple, yeah. beef and horseradish, yeah. turkey and cranberry. Those, those were the four. Okay, great. Yeah. They couldn't think of what one was for chicken. And I said... I think it's just Nando's, isn't it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, yeah. It's just Nando's. I think you're right on that, yeah. But out of those four, like, have you got a ranking of how you would put them? I think Lamb and Mints is my top. Mm -hmm. Lamb and Mints is so good. Because um, you wouldn't think it would work, would you? No. As Ollie Davis put it, yeah. lamb and toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it together and see if it works. <laughs> By crikey, if we take the sodium out of this, I think it might be all right. <laughs> So good, so good. And I think, yeah, lamb and mince, then, then I'd put, oh, what's underneath that? It'd probably be, yeah, it would be beef and horseradish. Then, I, I don't want to slam dunk on pork and apple, but I think I think turkey and cranberry and then pork and apple. apple okay, uh, so turkey and cranberry is bottom for me. All right, I think that's fair. I understand. It, it, it. I think it's too sweet. Yep. Yeah, and I think that's that's kind of where I draw the line with it. I'm not the biggest turkey fan either. Mm. I mean, I'm a vegetarian, so... Yeah. <laughs> that really affects it. It doesn't really affect me much <laughs> in this. Uh, however, James got involved to say, I live in Blackpool. And it's so weird having everyone say Blackpool Combat Club. Utah's training should be uh, a night out in Blackpool first. <laughs> Starting a rough pub. <laughs> 
the welcome the ninja town um sure he would get into many fights along the way if he wanted to but james's rankings is beef and horseradish mm -hmm. followed by pork and apple mm -hmm. followed by turk and cranberry followed by lamb and mint at the bottom uh well that person is 100 percent wrong yeah uh, james they don't know what they're doing uh and that person should have their taste buds taken away that's all i'm saying i i i would i would actually agree with you yeah because yeah. i think if anyone puts lamb and mint at the bottom no no, it's wrong. I don't trust you. <laughs> I can't trust you. I can't look you in the eye after you say something like that. Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a big call. I do like the idea uh, <laughs> of, of sending wrestlers uh, to Blackpool just to see if they can join the Blackpool Combat Club. <laughs> and that's their only way. Can I, survive a night out? I, I did a podcast with Denise recently mm. uh, where we were talking about because um, she might be coming to the UK soon. That'd be amazing. Which would be wonderful. Yeah. It'd be lovely. Um, quite frightening because once upon a time, when me and Denise were first getting to know each other and first like st building our friendship and stuff, mm -hmm. I said to her, if you ever come to the UK, I'll cook you a five-course meal. Great. And she remembered that. <laughs> no. <laughs> so she And like she said, I'm going to the UK. You know what that means, don't you? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> you remembered. <laughs> but she was talking about how, like, you know, if she comes to London, could she then go to a theme park? Yeah. And I was like, well... There's none close by. Yeah. Not to London anyway. Yeah, like yeah. You've got to go quite further afield, go to Alton Towers or yeah. Chessington World of Adventures. Yeah. And I said, or, you know, worst comes to worst, you can go to Blackpool. Yeah. Go to the Pleasure Beach. <gasps> yes. Now I said this and someone messaged me being like, can't go to the Pleasure Beach. It's rubbish. <laughs> they were from Blackpool as well. It might have been James. Oh my goodness. It might have been. I mean, that's a harsh thing to say about the Pleasure Beach. Well, that's it. Because I said, with quite reverence, the Pepsi Max big one. Yeah. Which I rode in 1994 and yep. had a great time. Yeah. And you know, granted, it's nearly 30 years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. However, this yeah. guy was like, that's a terrible roller coaster. <laughs> no. Come on. What are they talking about? They're talking about this Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Yeah. It's a great place. Absolutely. It's the Disneyland of, of, <laughs> of Blackpool. Oh, it's the Las Vegas of the North. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's crazy talk. They, she needs to, we'll send her straight to Blackpool. <laughs> Don't even bother coming to London. No, we, yeah. Don't go straight to Blackpool. Go straight to Blackpool and we're not joining it. <laughs> <laughs> You're on your own, Denise. We'll work your way around. <laughs> it's fine. It's just one stretch of road. Yeah. Go into each of the casinos. Yes, absolutely. Go to several of the arcades. Yeah. Two P machines. 100%. You could make lots of money. Stop at a little chippy. Fantastic. And then head to Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Absolutely. Stick around for the illuminations. Yeah. And then as, as she as she flies off the roller coaster because it's made out of <laughs> made out of just the worst materials. Chicken wire and hope. Yeah. <laughs> well, she'll she'll be uh, you know she'll be thinking this has been one of the nicest holidays I've ever been. <laughs> so then it rickets off and goes back to LA. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you get back from Blackpool. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been to Blackpool in quite some time, mm. but I, I've realised that I'm starting to become my father in in a way. Because when mm. I was a, a child, if the landing light was on mm. and my father was downstairs, he'd be like, "It's like Blackpool Illuminations in this house." <laughs> and I have caught myself saying that yep. to my wife. If she puts the landing light on now, yeah. if I'm downstairs, I can see like the bathroom lights on upstairs. Like, like Blackpool Illuminations up there. <laughs> it's such a such a British reference as well. Like it's not it's not even British it's like a northern northern <laughs> British reference. You can tell my dad's a scouser. Yeah, absolutely. Um 
there is a bit of love here. So last week, Ollie uh, also uh, supported Tommaso Ciampa mm-hmm. um, being called up to the main roster yep. and being like, oh, he could be part of Edge's stable, which yeah. is a rumor. And mm. he said he could be rebranded as Purple Ciampa. <laughs> To fit in with their big House of Purple thing. Yeah. Uh, Nick Smith has said, uh, I support Purple Champa on the one condition that I refer to him as the innovator of violets. Yes, <laughs> I'll be at Dynamite in New Orleans this Wednesday, and I can't wait for Samojo versus Suzuki live. Oh, I'm sure that was... I'd be so curious. Nick, can you email in again? Mm. Because, A, love to hear your review of that match. But, mm. B, I would love to see what your thoughts were on the Satnam Singh debut that happened afterwards oh yeah so yeah i think very very interesting Mm. um what have we got here do 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 do. a couple for the raw podcast um i have to bring this closer because i can't actually read it (laughs) Uh, this is from patrick who says afternoon boys about eight months ago you guys gave me some excellent advice on setting up my own wrestling reviews blog writing is going very well and i'm having a lot of fun doing the pen and paper reviews Mm. hopefully within the next few months going to be sending you some of my stuff when i get a good laptop to get critiqued I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on what I have written. My favorite show to review is AEW Dynamite. My least favorite is NXT 2.0. Watching five shows a week, six including the pay-per-views. The reviews are more for adults, so expect the odd naughty word or two. Uh, please can you read this out on either the Raw Review or the Dynamite Review. Even though I'm 34 years old, my mum has been fantastic support. She's a teacher for years. Please can you give her a shout-out and say thanks for everything in terms of helping me get started. Yours thankfully, Patrick O'Malley. Yes, boys, AEW is going to come to the UK I've got it on very good authority. Oh, I like that. Patrick, I like yeah. that a lot. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but no, that's great. I think, yeah, I think that's well done, Patrick. That's brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the more people that we have in mm. creative roles in this world, yeah. the more brighter place it will be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, and good on Patrick's mum for being so supportive because that's, uh, oh, that's great. A supportive mum yeah. is one of the best things in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, was, I was very thankful that my mum was there when we did the sleep training last week. Mm. She didn't have to be. Oh, yeah. She took a week out of her time to come down and just spend the week with us. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to my kid cry. <laughs> that's very kind. It that's, is very kind. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's I... how she wants to spend her, her retirement. <laughs> Absolutely. <Go and laughs> knock yourself out. <laughs> and my mum has to listen to me cry. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. All day. Come on, mum. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm going to be crying all day again. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. b- before we do get out of here actually how was yeah. your bank holiday weekend what oh did you, what did you get up to it was very nice uh i actually um it, i played some board games which is very nice mm-hmm. uh played sleeping god which is a great game really recommend it um what else did i do i also had a meeting for my uh, sketch that i'm doing rosie with rosie nichols <gasps> ah excellent because yes, you're yes. off to the fringe yes off to the fringe in august and um we read through the sketches and most of them were complete nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> From you and Rosie, I find this very surprising. Yeah. <laughs> There's a point where Rosie was like, oh, this one's a bit, this one's a bit absurd. And <laughs> John Gracie went, what do you mean? <laughs> the last 45 minutes has been mental. This is... <laughs> can you say that this one is? Oh, I'm so curious to know what Rosie Nichols' line is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think, oh, now we've stepped over into the absurd. Yeah. Now. It was a sketch that was called Pig or Not a Pig, if that gives you a... Okay. It was, it was a sketch about whether P- Rosie is a pig or not. <laughs> Spoiler alert, she is. <laughs> she is a pig. Uh, it's great. It was great. Very, very, very silly. 
Um, so you, you're starting in Brighton Fringe, right? Yes, that's going to be on in May. And then uh, I, wish, I wish I knew the dates. That'd be great. Uh, it's such a good platform to plug this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The week of the 16th. If you're in the UK, come down to Brighton. Um, and then we'll probably do a London preview. And then hopefully we'll be up at the Fringe. Oh, excellent. I was hoping there was going to be a, a London preview oh, yes. of sorts. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll do one for the Yeah, because otherwise that would be... I mean, Brighton's far away and Edinburgh's even further. And yeah, I wouldn't expect you to go to bed. <laughs> no, I, I don't think I can get to Edinburgh anytime soon. No, no. I've always wanted to go to do the comedy festival, though. It's amazing. Because my wife used to do it uh, every now and again. Cause she uh, she used to work in TV comedy. Mm. Oh, great. Doing like panel shows and stuff. So oh, she used to go up with a lot of the comedians. She also used to go up to like scout for future sort of like comedic talents to sort of like pitch to then go on to panel shows to be mm. like new crop of emerging talents and things like that yeah. so yeah she used to go up quite a lot oh great um but she hasn't been for many years and i think she really misses doing this oh yeah it is the best everything stays open so late you're up until like 5 a.m and uh, everyone's drunk all the time <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there something recently about um comedians uh, putting in sort of like complaints about Edinburgh because it was becoming too expensive to put shows on and stuff and then like they, because of that they then have to hike up their prices for tickets to make it worthwhile and that means then the punters are complaining because the ticket prices are so expensive absolutely yes yes it's basically uh, uh, the people who rent out their houses at the Edinburgh Fringe uh, now rent out their houses for unbelievably crazy amounts of money and so I, we did see when we were looking for accommodation one house that was 29 grand for the month whoa <laughs> hold whoa hold on so that, 29 grand for the month for the month pounds a very nice <laughs> pounds yeah oh sorry it was yen sorry <laughs> <laughs> I, I do all of my transactions in yen you know that <laughs> yeah pounds pounds 29 grand yeah so uh, like a, it was very nice i mean but... yeah but it's just under a grand a day <laughs> For rent, I don't think it's worth it. You know? No, I don't, I don't think it might be. <laughs> People think London rent's bad enough. But yeah, no. Edinburgh Fringe day. is uh, the last time I was up at the Edinburgh Fringe. I spent over double my London rent in for for my Edinburgh rent. No way. That's how crazy the so it's all about the rent prices that they the Edinburgh City Council and let's face it, the Edinburgh locals don't like the Edinburgh Fringe <laughs> and they don't want it to happen anymore. <laughs> And while they're doing it, they're trying to get as much money out of starving artists as possible. <laughs> so, hang on, so basically the idea is just like, well, these idiots will never pay 29 grand a yeah. month for a combination. Hang on, what they are? Why won't they just leave? Just go away, leave our city alone. I'm sick of these people coming up here. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. With all these people bringing up their economic prosperity. Oh, keeping the city of Edinburgh going for the rest of the year. I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah, come at me, people of Edinburgh. <laughs> Oh, all right. Anyway, we're going to bring this podcast to a close. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. The NXT 2.0 review with Sat and SP3. Then Ollie Davis, maybe, uh, will be returning to the studio and we will review AEW Dynamite. Until then, take care. I love you. Goodbye. Yeah. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.